Kia ora, good morning and welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It is five past six. Israel, good morning to you, sir. How is cha-cha-cha-cha? Ah, good morning to you, Ricardo. Good morning to everyone that is tuning in this morning. Uh, it's a wet, miserable day down here in Christchurch. Yesterday was hot, 28 degrees, but it's always the case with Christchurch. It's southerly crept in and it's brought a lot of cloud and moisture in. Uh, so, yeah, I'm where I want to be. In the studio, on the radio, airways, going to rip into a couple of hours of sport, mate. How yeah, you doing? Beautiful. Oh, yeah, mate, not too bad. Have you survived? Did you survive the chaotic birthday party with eight females running around your house? I know you got into a nice 8.5%, what was it, drink. IPA. You had a couple of those, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a... It was a uh... It was the deep the gambit. The gambit. It was a deep creek hazy IPA. Double eight double IPA. Eight point five percent. Yeah. <laughs> Had a kick, mate. Had a kick. But I, I needed something to take the edge off. Yeah, my daughter turned eleven. On Friday, mm. and uh, we had a party for her on Saturday, which, yeah, as you rightly said, was uh, eight of her mates, and so <laughs> it was yeah nine all up, including my daughter. And honestly, the noise level is just incredible. Mm. And and it's not just the noise, but it's the pitch. <laughs> Because the pitch is just like, honestly, I reckon there were dogs in the neighbourhood coming from miles because it was so high. Uh, but yeah, mate, on it, yeah, it was. I mean, she had a great time. They had, they all had a great time. They ate too much, drank, uh, drank mm. lots of fizzy, and made milkshakes and had cake and made cupcake. We got them to decorate cupcakes, and they did all sorts. So they were just jacked up on sugar. Had them for three and a half hours. Sent them home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any advice, mate? Got any advice? Because I know it's all ahead of me. And mm. if anything, my daughter can probably be similar to eight uh, eight girls in the same room. She's that loud <laughs> and, and that, that vocal. Uh, any takeaways from it? Uh, well, we didn't do any games with them this time. I mean, she's kind of a, okay. you know, she's a little. They don't like, want to play games at that age. No, nah, no, not at that. They kind of they, they look after themselves. The only thing I ah. we had to do is just police the politics a little bit. Okay. Because every like they're, they're, honestly, they they absolutely they they can be shockers. But uh, you know, whispering, <laughs> having whispering like things in the corner and shutting doors oh, on people, no. and you know, it's just all like yeah, mate. But no, uh, no, it was all good. It was all good. We got them sorted. Any cat so. fights? No, no, no. We managed to avoid all of that, <laughs> luckily. But yeah, no, it was good just having them. Like they came, they hung out. We chucked some music on, and um, they just talked amongst themselves for the most part. And then we just went. You oh, did not hurt their ears with your music, did you? No, 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 no. My, my <laughs> missus was in charge of the music, mate. So it wasn't, it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. Although my daughter did say on when was it yesterday morning? Because two of two of her friends stayed uh, stayed the night. Um, mm. So we had three for a sleepover just to extend my pain. And um, but on uh, yeah, yesterday morning, she was like, "Oh, can you play uh, Imogen your band? Because she wants to hear your band." And I'm like, "Does she really want to hear my band, oh, or no. are you just been telling us <laughs> porkies?" But anyway, yeah, now they, they they had a great time, uh, I think, and awesome. uh, unless and un, un, until I started playing them my music, but now they had a great time, and then they uh, and we just did like little crafty things, like got lots of different types of sprinkles and stuff. And then just bought all these plain cupcakes, and then they got to decorate their own cupcakes. Okay. And then we took photos of all the cupcakes, and like you know, so all the mums could see them and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just just crafty stuff that keeps them entertained, mate. Really. What what age do you feel like the birthdays change? Because right now you you invite every cat and and their dog and, mm. and, and you know Jack and Harry, whatever. Yeah. You invite them to your party, 
and you you put it on. You go out of your way to make this thing extravagant. It's like a wedding, you know. You're having a, a birthday off. You know, who's got the better birthday? Blah, blah, blah. When does it start slowing down and you start, I don't know, slimming down the numbers and, and you know, just inviting a couple? Because I feel like they're outrageous at the moment and very costly. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, oh, that's, <laughs> good, that's a good question because, uh, you know, my missus is a shocker for this. She'll go, like... She'll be like, right, so next year we're going to do this, this, and this, and it's only going to be this amount of people. And then before you know it, you <laughs> I know, hear she, that too. She's, it's all changed. Uh, so, but I, I reckon, I reckon probably from about next year, you know, we, we kind of, we, we kind of learned that lesson in this year. So I think she's probably going to have four next year. It's mm. like four good mates will take you out to dinner. Yeah, there you go. Someone else's mess. That's what I'm all about, mate, because it is a hell of a mess after every birthday. And oh. the worst thing about it is Arlo's April yep. 9th till he's May the 9th. So it's a hell of a couple of months. Can't Oof. keep doing it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, that's that's the other thing. Like You know, you talk about the um, the pingers. Uh, Ilaria's birthday is the 1st of December. You roll that straight into Christmas, you know? It's just like... <laughs> hey, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you all out there, because I'm in the similar boat. Yeah. One present, combined it. No, no, we don't get away with that, mate. Wait, one prison combined, and this is another thing. Like you know, my my missus does a great job running out, uh, running running things for for me, and like it takes most of the pressure off me. So I have to give her the plaudits. But once again, the amount of time she goes, oh, she got too much shit this year. So next year we're just going to do two or three things, and then like you know, last month she came home with a bag from JB Hi-Fi and a bag from Farmers and a bag from somewhere, and I was like. What's in that? She goes, I just found some things for Alaria. So this will be good. That'll be a good stocking filler, and that'll be a data, and that'll be a data, and that'll be a data. Like I added up <laughs> I added up what we bought her for this birthday yeah. for her birthday, and it was over four hundred bucks. And then oh, and, and that's no. and that's and, we and that's not Christmas, that's just the birthday. So yeah. Yeah, see that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Out there, if you've got someone in your life that's having a birthday close to Christmas, do you combine it? Because I'm fighting a, a, an uphill battle here because uh, the wife's birthday is on the 14th December and I think, well, you know, like, I'm not saying combined it, I'll give you nothing on your birthday, but I'll give you a little a little something small, but the Christmas present, ooh, you know, that's, yeah. you wait and see what that is. That's what I'm meaning. Or you could do the other way, get a big one and just a little Christmas present. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one, mate. It's a tough one. It's something you know, I just can't get my head around and maybe I'm just being selfish here. But anyway, well done, Ricardo. Mate, I, just to, I mean, you probably don't need this word, Izzy, because you've been married for a while now, but when it comes to the wife, never cut corners. <laughs> never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I, 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 t- I tend to get the thoughtfulness, just one word, uh, message from, mm. from on a text. Okay, perfect. So yeah. there, there you go. I'll be thoughtful next time. Yeah, there we go. Oh, oh, beautiful. You know how it is, mate. You know how it is. You've been burnt by that one before, <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> Definitely, mate. Hey, what have we got coming up? Uh, we've got Craig, uh, Craig Cumming, former um, Black yep. Caps opener. He's coming up on the show. He obviously coached the Otago women's team last year as well. Uh, so he's coming up after seven. We'll talk Black Caps with him. We'll talk White Ferns with him. And we'll talk uh, a little bit of a spat in Australian cricket, which is uh, always good mm. Always good to see. Mm. And then after eight o'clock, we'll talk to Mike Ango. So Mike's a big part of organising King in the Ring. Had a great King yep. in the Ring on Saturday night. But Mike is in, in New Zealand. Mike is in mm. Alabama, in camp with Deontay Wilder and Junior Farr. Yeah. So we'll, so we'll talk about him after. Oh, it's massive. Yeah, mate. looking forward to that because 
I was thinking the other day, Junior Far obviously yeah bit Joseph Parker when uh, when he's riding through the ranks, and then obviously they had the belt and obviously lost. But um, just seeing where Junior Far is is at at the moment, Deontay Wilder, you know he's got a close look up at uh, at Deontay Wilder, and I know you boys caught up with Joseph Parker and had a great chat mm. with him, and it was awesome to hear where he was and where he is now in terms of his fighting career, what his his knowledge is. He looks a totally different fighter now, Joseph Parker. I feel like he is taking this serious. There was question marks whether, you know, how much, how serious does he take it? Yeah. You know, with his fighting and, and you know with Kevin Barry, but Andy Lee and being around, Tom, um, you know, Tyson Fury, I just I can just see a little change in him. Well, I think this is going to be a big old fight, big old punch up. <laughs> I've just got. I, I've just got the, uh, a text has just caught my eye, Izzy, from a friend of yours, DJ Tim. You can't combine them, bro. She's not Jesus. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, why don't you put both budgets together and bang? <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, there we hear. Uh, yeah, but I uh, know it's interesting, like you said. Because Junior Farr will be able to give Deontay Wilder a little bit of insight. But it almost feels like, you know how Joe, you, you talked about how Joe changed as a boxer when he went and trained with Andy Lee and um, Tyson Fury. Well, going to train with Deontay Wilder and being part of his camp could do the same for Junior Farr. Because he's kind of been yeah, a bit what? stuck, I think. Yeah. You just need to see, open your eyes. Like, as a young athlete, you, th- you feel like you know it all. I, I, I reflect on my career a hell of a lot, and I'm thinking... If I had the mentality I have now, you know, what could have been? Mm. I just, I think of some of the situations sometimes when I was away from the game, when I was, I'll say it right now, lazy, absolutely lazy, didn't put in the work, come back, you're just chasing your tail for a couple of months to get yourself back to where you are. Whereas I feel with Joseph Parker now, when he finishes a camp, he doesn't go away and blow out and, and do what he used to do. He goes away and continues on his his training, his nutrition. He takes his nutritionist guy, the guy that travels with him everywhere, and that's the investment needed from you. Yes, it's going to cost you out of your own pocket, but that's what you need to get to bigger the, the bigger heights that you're after. And yeah. when I reflect on it, I did none of it, eh? And I'm thinking, man, you're an idiot. If you only, if only. But hey, look, I'm not, I'm not um, dissatisfied with what I've done, but I'm just saying, what if? And I feel like that's what Joseph Parker's doing, and hopefully Joseph, Junior Farr can do the same. Yeah, hopefully. That would be great because, um, you know, it'd be great not just for the heavyweight ranks to have another fighter at that level, but great for New Zealand boxing to have another fighter at that level yeah. in, the, in the big ranks, you know. I, I think that'd be uh, that'd be outstanding. So, yeah, we'll talk to Mike Angove about all of that as well. We should do Who Am I? $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Can't Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash getawaywithgolf. T's and C's apply. Izzy, here it is. I was born in 1970 and share the same name as my father. <laughs> I've got no idea. You got no idea? I've got no idea. All right. Have you, um, have you Googled, um, you know, Google blocked that? No. Because I get, I get all the clues. Yeah. I get all the clues. Can't Google this one. It's hard. Oh right. Well, see, I didn't write. Robbie's writing. Well, your questions. Oh, Robbie, have you have you made it Google proof? Uh, I try to make clue one at least Google proof. (laughs) Well, clue two's not any better, and clue three's well shambles. 
Okay, well, have fun with this one today. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, double eight, double three. If you know the answer, I want to win a hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher. Double eight, double three. Uh, Kempi's kicker, uh, Robbie. How did that go? Because I know my oh, my leg came up. in. Shut up! Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> yeah, do I do I have to be the one that comes on and breaks the news? Um, come on, break it up, break the news because Barry's already come out and broke it. Yeah, I, th- I think we need to start backing Barry. I'm going to be honest. But then <laughs> as, as tipping will go, we'll, we back Barry and then it won't we'll come in. We'll call it Barry's banker. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, ba- I back Barry and it <laughs> oh, won't okay. come in. Okay? Oh, true. Because I took I took Mary Louise, and I think Mary Louise is in Louisiana still. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. made the ship. Because what happened? What happened? Mary Louise, I think, came second last or somewhere in the middle of the pack. Yeah, middle, oh, I think. I'm sorry. Not amazing. Okay? I'm sorry. Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix did well though. Yeah, Phoenix did well. They got the win, three dollars ten. That's, that's that's good money for a, for an away win for a team that's top of the yeah, league. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you, you right. got your leg, yeah, Ricardo. Okay, you yeah. got your leg. There's actually a couple other tips that came through that come up, didn't they? Yeah, there was I a think few. Pip, the, the Pip tip one. Yeah, Pip tipped an NFL one out, which I chucked. I had forty bucks in my account, and I went, I'm just going to chuck it on this. This sounds good. Uh, chucked it on, came in, it's turned forty bucks into one hundred and seventy. Thanks, Pip. Take that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Can you rename it Izzy's Investment? Izzy's Investment. <laughs> well, investment. Sh- no, shouldn't it be Scam. Izzy's Donation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I donated as well to the TAB on, on the weekend. Don't worry. Oh, oh man. I, I'm honestly starting to think I'm useless at this. Um, I'm, I'm hopeless. At and look. I can't, I can't claim that one. That's not my fault. Some, someone in the out there sent through their kicker, and I picked it for you. Yeah. So it's not my fault. You stopped the fall. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know how we do questions on a Friday. Mm. Last Friday, uh, not the one gone, but the one before. I did questions with Kempi, and I asked the who question. I was like, "Who's the worst tips? Do you know?" Your name may have got mentioned. <laughs> no, it didn't. I don't tip. I don't tip. I just back. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm backing on oh, other people's right. advice. Right. Okay. So you, you look in the mirror, All right. you oh. out there that sends through tip. Okay? <laughs> All right, let's crack into this. All right, simply the best. Uh, Izzy, this isn't something that happened on the field. It's something that happened in print. Uh, and Mitchell Johnson has absolutely torn David Warner a new one. He writes now for the West Australian. And he wrote this. As we prepare for David Warner's farewell series, can somebody please tell me why? Why a struggling test opener gets to nominate his own retirement date? And why a player at the centre of one of the biggest scandals in Australian cricket history even warrants a hero's send-off? Although Warner wasn't alone at Sandpaper Gate, he was at the time a senior member of the team and someone who liked to use his perceived power as a leader. Now the way he's going out is underpinned by more of the same arrogance and disrespect for our, car- uh, for our country. What will fans bring for Warner? Bunnings will sell out of sandpaper. 
I love Mitchell Johnson all of a sudden because everything he said is what I've thought about David Warner for about the last six, seven years. That is superb, is he? <laughs> he comes off a back fence quite often, doesn't he? he I think his last one was about um, Pat, Pat Cummins, Cummins and, <laughs> and the situation over in Australia. Uh, I think the word out of that uh, statement was struggling. And when you're a, a leader and when you've been performing, like you got to look at his stats, he's 109 tests, uh, 8,487 8, 8, 8, runs, his highest score, 335. He's been pretty talented. He's been pretty good for Australia. But when you're struggling, that shouldn't be uh, above all um, to, to be able to allow you to have your swung song uh, finish. You know, you look at the greats or the, or the people that I played with. Dan Carter finished in the 2015 World Cup, kicked a, kicked a goal with his right foot, got World Rugby Player of the Year, man of the match in the final, drop kick, absolute superstar. He struggled up to there. You know, he struggled leading into that World Cup. Everyone had doubted him, but he found form. And he probably was, uh, was the player of that tournament in 2015. 2015, and he finished his tournament. Richie McCaw finished his tournament uh, at the same time. Yeah, he finished on a flourish. But your form is continuing to be world class. The thing with David Warner, he hasn't been firing at all. He's been slumping along, and his name has kept him in the top position. So, yeah, I don't, I, I'd have to say I agree. With Mitchell Johnson, <laughs> I mean, some of his um, his articles are pretty <laughs> polarizing, aren't they? And you know exactly what he's doing. He's looking for those clickbaits, and he's got it, and he's got it with wonders. But um, mate, well done, awesome. <laughs> Once I read that this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, he's firing. He's on a heater. He's he, uh, what's what's he? He's up. Oh, last time I seen him was doing that SAS thing on TV. Oh, is he yeah, over he, in Australia? Yeah, he did mm. that. Yeah, I think he's got well, he's got his column, but I think he's doing coaching over there as well. But uh, yeah, no, nah, I talked to him a couple of times over the years. He's always been a, a really good dude. Like he's been great guy. He's to got deal a chip with. on his shoulder, eh? With Australia, what is it? Yeah, I think he's got an issue. I, I uh, well, I mean, you know, there's an issue within New, or has been previously an issue within New Zealand cricket. Like there was, mm. it was very much Ross Taylor and Martin Guptill, and then there was, you know. Um, the rest, if you like, Saudi and that. There mm. were two there were two camps. I think it's something similar to that in Australian cricket, and he's just okay. like, you know what, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right, is Fair it your enough. turn, brother? Your turn. All good, all good. Well, I went for Saturday night. I had a busy old weekend with the kids, just trying to keep them busy and keep them occupied. But once I put them down, I, I jumped in bed and flicked it on to Duke, and uh, I watched King of the Ring, King in the Ring, which we're going to talk about after 8 o'clock with Mike Angove. And we're watching the rising uh, young talents. We had Sam Parks on last week, the cowboy, and he was obviously fighting. I went to school with him, so I thought, okay, this is going to be me, popcorn, and uh, watch this fight night. The super middleweight king in the ring, and there's eight fighters, and they're going to go chance their arm and try and get the title. Well, the title was won by this young kid, Titus Proctor, who fights out of TMT in Hamilton. And, uh, well, he was an unreal watch, man. For a young kid, he only started two years ago when he was 17, starting in the fight game. Well, he went along and he um, won his first round convincingly. And all the, the chat was on um, Ashia Bharti. Is it Bharti? Bharti? Yeah, Bharti, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Bharti, yeah. Like, and all the chat was about this, this fella coming in and dominating. Well, he limped over his opponent 
um, in the first round, which was a, a bit of a shambles, really. They announced the winner, the other guy won it, and then they had to flip the script and allow Barty to go back and, and win it. And then, so, this young guy, Titus Proctor, he is a man to watch, a young kid to watch. He dominated Sam Parks in the semi-final. It was a hell of a fight. He punched him in the head, and then he hit him in the ribcage with a big old punch and bit him. And then obviously went on to win the title up against Wilson. So my uh, Simply the Best will have to go to this young kid, Titus Proctor, who won King of the Ring at the young age of 19. And he's only been in the fight game for two years. So looking forward to chatting to Mike Engove about that. Yeah, he's a, he, he was that right hand of his. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy oh. he fought in the in the first round, but he just absolutely, every time he threw that right hand, he connected. And mm. he wobbled that guy like half a dozen times, knocked him down twice. Yeah, well, the way he dismantled Sam Sam Parks, big. But I know we've been rambling on. We're going to get off. So there you go, Titus Proctor. Boom! There he goes. That is our simply the best. Uh, we'll keep your text rolling through double eight double three. We've got lots of birthday chat coming through for people born in December, Izzy. So we will get to that shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this summer. 0800 150 811 or 8833. That is the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. And Dagger, we have got we've got goods from Chemist Warehouse. They are looking after us because Chemist Warehouse is the real house of fragrances this Christmas, all at unbeatable prices. And basically every day for the next two weeks, we are going to have a text of the day prize and mm-hmm. uh, you will get a uh, fragrance pack from Chemist Warehouse in time for Christmas. Oh, there you go. There's one of my other presents there. Yes, I sorted. might text in and vote for myself. <laughs> I don't know if it works that way, but we had plenty of texts come in uh, about birthdays. So if, you, uh, if you've got something to say on the birthday front, uh, birthdays in December that is, uh, then double eight, double three and get yourself in the draw to win that Chemist Warehouse fragrance pack. But uh this one I, I thought was quite good. Uh, what do I do? My ma- uh, my mate has his birthday on the 31st of December. Do we have half a birthday <laughs> then and half a birthday in June? <laughs> 100%, mate. At least he does that and doesn't have a wedding on the 31st of December. Who in their right minds feels like they should get married on the 31st of December? Yeah, that... that the worst time of the year. Worst time. Who did, Do you know somebody that did that? Oh, I've heard of a few people that yeah. have done it. I'm like, mate, I wouldn't go. No, nah, what are you doing? What are you up to? What are you up to? Uh, for my son's 13th, which was on Tuesday, we did a proper afternoon birthday tea. A big bunch of his mates arrived on their way home from school. There were all the old treats and cake. Everyone tucked in, told yarns at the big table and left to carry on their way home. It's still talked about 15 years on. There you go. Simple, but effective. I think we get too outrageous and, and creative when we come to these, these birthdays. Like These kids are just... Know-it-alls, want everything. Get them outside, mate. Get a sandpit and go play. That's all I reckon. Moo, Paul's giving you some advice, mate. He said, I've got a daughter, one daughter's birthday on the 20th of December and one on the 28th of December. Right? I think what you should learn from that, Paul, is you need to get busy doing something else in March. Uh, <laughs> this time of year, it's all about the dollars. No, is that you've got to have separate presents. Birthday is more important. That is from Moo, Paul. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, the birthday, look for the birthday. You know Spoiler what? Spoiler on a birthday and their little one on the Christmas. Just a little Christmas sack. Santa sack. I'm, you know what I'm picking up off that? I reckon Mulu Paul's birthday's what? in March. Mm. Mm. 
So he's, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a, he's got the gift that every, everyone wants on their birthday. Exactly. Well done. Well done, Mulu Paul. Thanks for your text. Keep it coming in. Double eight, double three. We're going to get away to the latest in news with, uh, with thanks to Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue out now. Here's Araha. 25 away from seven. Uh, I can tell you it's just kicked off the second half. Manchester City versus Tottenham. It is 2-1 to Manchester City. And they nearly scored from kickoff as well. This game has got goals still to come. We'll keep you up to date with that as uh, the uh, game progresses. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Here's some sports headlines for you. Uh, An eight-time Commonwealth Games medalist, Joelle King, has withdrawn from the Barfoot and Thompson Women's New Zealand Open due to injury. King, who won the New Zealand Open in 2022, has been struggling with a back injury for the last six weeks and said she needs more time to recover. I'm absolutely gutted the New Zealand Open is one of my highlights of the year, said King. I really wanted to be able to play in front of this home crowd, but unfortunately my body just isn't up to it right now. New Zealand Open has been played as part of the New Zealand Festival of Squash and begins December 5, is he? Yeah, big loss, isn't it? Joelle King and uh, obviously Paul Cole looking for together. But two big names back to New Zealand will be a huge loss. But hey, someone else's gain and maybe an opportunity for the younger talent here in, in New Zealand to to put uh, shine some light on the sport of, of squash. So get well soon, Joelle, but someone else is going to step up. Yeah, so apparently uh, Paul Cole won the Hong Kong Open uh, to overnight as well. Doing yeah, very mate, well. he is. He's back in the winner's circle and uh, touched base with him after he won his uh, US Open over in, uh, in the United States and um, had a good catch up with him. He's he's back fully confident. Uh, he's he had a little bit of a patch there. I guess you talk about it, Ricardo. When you're at the top, it's... It's okay when you're hunting, but when you're the hunter to stay on top, it's it's a different kettle of fish. So, um, yeah, good to see him back in the winner's circle and where he, where he belongs. Yeah, he's doing very well. Uh, this bloke isn't doing quite so well. D- uh, Dominican sprinter Luguelan Santos has been stripped of his World Junior Championship gold medal and banned for three years for age manipulating violations, according to the Athletics Integrity Unit. Santos, he's, he's 31, so this happened a few years ago. He won the 400-meter okay, gold. what's he done here? Well, he won the 400-meter gold at the 2012 World Junior Champs in Barcelona, but they have since found mm. that he was using a falsified date on his passport. So he was, <laughs> so, so they've, they've turned around and taken that off him, and, then, and now they've banned him for three years. Problem is, after that, he went on and won an Olympic medal, but they can't take that yeah. off him because there's no age restrictions at the Olympics. What was he rolling, by? What was he rolling? Did he do an Israel dag at uh, Linnisvan College when he uh, went on the website and bought himself a, an international driver's licence, which you could manipulate the date, so I was allowed to get into the pubs at the, at the young age of 16? Is that what he did? Yeah, something similar. Something similar, Dagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that. Uh... Or, or did he go down and, and some of these kids uh, back in the day, you know, go and manipulate, do a little scrape on the number and make it from an eight to a five or something like that? Is, yeah. is, that, what the, is that what he's done? To potentially get the old twink out, mate. Get the old twink out, <laughs> do it over the top, give it a scratch, make it look like it's just warm. Are they still doing that? Are, they, are, are kids still doing that, manipulating driver's license and co? Because I was in Australia and they got, um, they got these laptops. Uh, iPads, and oh, you've yeah. got to scan your license so, when you're going in, and it's in a big database, so you've got no chance of manipulating the numbers on, on your driver's license. Are they still doing it in New Zealand? Because that was a big thing when I was at, uh, I was at high school. Mate, well, when, I, when, the, when I was at high school doing those things, their licenses were paper, right? So they weren't even, oh. and they didn't have your photo on. 
So you could just, you know, yeah, exactly. She's your old. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So we could, and we did often. <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah. It's good having having uh, having mates, brothers uh, who, who are a bit older, and you can borrow a license and go to the wholesalers. Just have to. Well, I could picture you with a beard at thirteen. So <laughs> I think it would have been fine. Yeah, I, I, I generally got away with it. So uh, often yeah. I didn't even get asked. But there you go. From about sixteen onwards, and that was when it was twenty. To get uh, to get beers, I think to be honest, I think our local wholesalers just didn't care; just want to sell beers. But yeah. there you go. Uh, the Phoenix have stretched their unbeaten A League run to seven games with a one 0 win over Western United at Ballarat, and now they lead the Aussie competition outright. Newly re-signed Ben Old came off the bench, scored the winner in the 79th minute. The Phoenix host the Newcastle Jets this Saturday, and a bit of NFL news for you: uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to start their fourth different quarterback this season. As 38-year-old passer Joe Flacco will take over uh, against the Rams. Uh, that is later on this morning. Flacco replaces Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's concussed. Uh, he got picked that up in the Denver Broncos game, and it remains in protocol. They're already without Deshaun Watson, who's undergone season-ending shoulder surgery. Uh, PJ Walker has started two games, obviously not impressed with him. So he is fit, but he's going to back up Flacco, whose last win as an NFL quarterback came as quarterback for the Jets in round two in 2022 and a 31-30 win over the Cleveland Browns. There you go. Wow. So it comes full circle, eh? Yeah, well, I haven't really been watching any NFL, obviously, while I was away. Uh, I know my Carolina Panthers are poos, so they're, they're no chance. But um, there's a bit of news floating around. I read something about um, Aaron Rodgers. Mm. He's been put on the 21-day training Program to get he's going to rehab the hell out of it. What is the genuine chance of him coming back from that major knee? I can't see it. Or whatever. It was. Yeah, no, it's a no. knee. Like it's an ACL. Mm. You know, it's no chance. There wasn't that oh, long sorry, ago. Sorry, no, it was Achilles. Wasn't it? Wasn't as ACL. Achilles. It was Achilles, but still, mate, mm. no chance. I wouldn't have thought, mm. especially in that because the big problem they're talking about is MetLife Stadium where the Jets play their home games. Yep. Um, the artificial turf there, the players don't like it. They want it to go back to grass. And uh, so I saw okay. a list the other day of all the major injuries, joint injuries, ACLs and Achilles and things that have happened on that pitch in the last two years. Yeah, well, it's, it's right. It's definitely right. Like We, we had opportunities to train on turf here down in Christchurch when it was poor, but as players you never wanted to because it's just totally different reaction from the ground for your body. Uh, we did our fitness training on it, but other than that, nothing else. So they've got a fair point, definitely. Yeah. So there you go. Catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit nfldazone.com forward slash NFL. Those are your sports news headlines, trades and builders. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. We are 18 away from seven. 12 away from 7 o'clock on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. I can tell you it's uh, 2-1 still. Man City over Tottenham. Uh, it's about just over half an hour to go in that game. Tom Brady in the house. So just had a shot of him in the stadium. And obviously things getting heated. There's a few players gathered around the referees giving it the full the full angry teapot. Izzy stood there with hands on both <laughs> hips. Uh, so uh, we'll keep you up to date with that, mate. But uh, we've got to get into a bit of love racing action and... Uh, you can find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz, mate. I don't know about you, but I had a bit of a, bit of a shocker on the weekend. Uh, so race seven at Wanganui, I mentioned that. <laughs> I backed it. I, I, back, I did a box trifecta on uh, one, three, six, and seven. So it was three favourites and one outsider I, I kind of mm. liked the look of. Um, and the three and the six came in. They were first and third, but right out of, out of nowhere, number 12, 
race ace finished second and torpedoed uh, my uh, my box trifecta. So it didn't come in, mate. So I was, uh, yeah, should have just stuck to the sport betting. Well, we're on the same boat. We're on the same boat. I had a four leg multi, uh, all top three, and I got one out of three. Uh, one out of four. So uh, it went down like a, a lead balloon, and it's um, yeah, it just capitulated straight off the bat on the golf course on Friday. So that was my one and done multi on the weekend. But love racing. I want to know from you if you had any racing success over the weekend. Multis, any any winners? Let us know on double eight double three and tell us why you love racing. It is the great game. And it is a great sport, and it gives us so much thrills, but so much despair as well, and heartache, particularly when you get the the dreaded red cross on your multi, on your TAB app. But uh, there was a bit of success on the weekend, we're going to talk about Whitec opens up new campaign with the Tarapa victory. Whitec, one of last season's well-performed three-year-olds, made a powerful statement at Tarapa on Saturday when he opened his summer campaign with a comfortable victory. After finishing third in the Group 1, uh, Manutu Sires produced stakes 1,400 metre. As a two-year-old, Whitec went on to win the listed Trevor and Coralie Eagle Memorial three-year-old 1,400 metre before finishing second in the Group 2 Avondale Guineas uh, and a meritorious fifth in the Group 1 New Zealand Derby at three. The powerfully built son of Prosia was given two preparatory trials by trainers Lance O'Sullivan and Andrew Scott after enjoying a decent break following a Brisbane Winter Carnival stint in which he never really received the rub of the green during his four starts in three-year-old stakes company. Punters weren't to be deterred as they sent him out a $2 favourite in the hands of Irishman Joe Doyle, and he didn't disappoint as he raced away from his eight rivals in the closing stages of the Open 1300 metre contest after enjoying a perfect run and behind the pace Throughout. So Ytac opens up his new campaign with Interapa with a very good victory. And we're going to cross over the ditch and just have a little quick look, uh, look at, um, at the Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes. Now there was a horse called Overpass written by, ridden by jo, um, Joshua Parr and trained by Bjorn Baker. Well, it won its couple of Group 1s. Well, it won a, a hell of a race on the weekend in the prestigious $1.5 million race. It was guided by a strategic ride from Josh, uh, jockey Josh Parr, executed a successful manoeuvre from a wide gate positioned alongside Savitox. Overpass accelerated impressively around the corner, ultimately surging ahead to clinch the coveted victory. Trainer Bjorn Baker commended Parr's riding prowess, stating he rode him like the best horse. He's a big race rider, and this horse deserves it. The collaborative effort between rider and trainer proved instrumental in overpass success. So a very good way, weekend in terms of some horses and Kiwi trainers. So there you go. Bit yeah. of success for uh, Josh Parr and overpass. And before we head off from Love Racing too, just a big shout out to Kylie Williams, uh, bringing up mm. 900th win on the weekend, at on the first Ooh. at Cromwell. Uh, so, yeah, well done to her, Kylie Williams, an absolute legend in the South Island. She was aboard Zabudios, and, uh, yeah, 900 wins in a jockey's career, Izzy. That's that's pretty impressive. Very impressive. Man, we've got some uh, some good ranks in terms of jockeys in New Zealand, and uh, good to see them flying the flag for us over in, in Australia. Well, Josh Parr isn't a Kiwi, he's an Australian, but he actually come over and he signed a contract to race for uh, Tiako last summer 
and I got to play a bit of golf with Josh Parr, and it's good to see him um, having some success and winning some group stages. But because before then, I asked him, "What was your your best win?" And he said, "Oh, probably the Australian Cup," and that was probably five or six years before this. Well, he won a Group One with Over Pass. He won one last weekend. I can't remember the horse, but it was in purple silks. And then he's obviously won another one on the weekend with Overpass. So Joshua Parr is absolutely flying. He sounds like a, 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 a definitely a Mitchell Johnson type of Aussie, not a David Warner type of Aussie. I like him already. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a good bugger. <laughs> grab your mates and get on course. Visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race day near you. We're seven away from seven. A couple of minutes away from 7 o'clock. Plenty of texts coming through. A reminder for you, we also, uh, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance, have fragrance packs to give away each day this week for the best texts of the show and for next week as well. So we're hooking you up for Christmas. So keep those coming through. All your texts on double eight double three. And Ed sent this one through. This is my niece. It's the 31st of December, baby Izzy. She had uh, meningitis. A meningococcal meningitis, but she's still here and she's about to have her first child soon. So put her in the drawer instead of me. Thanks, Ed. Awesome. Bay. Thanks, Ed. That's an awesome text. Yeah. Um, awesome. And Chris, I reckon Chris might be might be worth a shout as well. Not in December, <laughs> but two kids' birthdays in November and two in January. Throw in Christmas. Oh, great hell. times for the wallet. Uh, when's your, uh, as a boy, when's his birthday? You do the maths on his birthday. When's his yeah. birthday? He, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, mate, up to what's going on, brother? I reckon. I reckon he's an April boy. I reckon he's April. <laughs> throw, it's sort of in between the in betweens. Uh, winter, yeah, where, yeah nice. where, winter. Um, Tottenham have just equalised against Man City, so it's two all in that one. Um, and there is still twenty, just over twenty minutes to go in that match. So uh, there's, I think, there's more goals to come, which I hope. Is he? Because I jumped on, I was like, "There's going to be goals in this game, four and a half or more goals in the match." I'm on that, so I just, I've, I, I just need one more goal and I'm in. Well, you're probably going to stop that one, and River will end up as a draw. There you go. <laughs> no, but I just on that from Jace too, because Ricardo's all over football. He'll be able to talk to you about Phoenix, and I'll do my best as well. So Jace, we'll talk about that in the next hour. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, mate. Uh, we will definitely do that and keep you up to date with that Tottenham uh, Man City score as well. Just need one more goal, boys. One more goal. Here's Araha with news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. Kia ora, welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. That is uh, coming up five past seven on your Monday morning and coming up on the show, we are going to catch up with Craig Cumming and talk uh, some cricket, Black Caps, White Ferns, might talk a little bit of uh, Aussie Biffo in the in the cricket media as well with him. It is Tradies Hour with Night and Day. Start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local Night and Day. We've also got a $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas Golf, visit adidas.co.nz, get away with golf, T's and C's apply. Clue number two, I attended Arizona State University on a scholarship. <laughs> okay, that is Google clue that. number two, double eight, double three. <laughs> I tell you what, we actually haven't had one uh, one entry so far. That's how hard the clues have been. I, I, I know, it's hard. It's, it's absolutely hard. Like, can you be more generic? All oh, right. Uh, clue number one, if you missed it, was I was born in 1970 and share the same name as my father. So there's no sports oh. clues there, is there? There's no good luck like, with that. It could be anything. <laughs> give uh, us something out. Like, you know it, Ricardo. Give us something clue. Oh, I don't know. It. I don't know little... what it is. Uh, Robbie did it. Oh, so okay. yeah, I, I come on, Robbie. I've got a. I've got an idea who it is. Who I think it is, but I don't know if I'm right. Robbie, That's have you got a anything to say for yourself? Uh, it's not a kiwi. You go. It's not a kiwi. Okay. This is another clue. Another clue. You got a free clue, is he? 
Does he play golf? Yes, he does. Yeah, there you go. That's that was where I was going to. I got it. You know who it is now? Okay, yeah. it's good. As he's getting your free clues, double eight, double three. If you know what it is, <laughs> what a hundred dollar ADS golf voucher. Because that's how he rolls. Uh, also coming up after maybe eight, it's Mike not Googleless. <laughs> uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. There we go. Oh, after 8 o'clock, Mike Angove out of Alabama, where he's part of the Deontay Wilder Jr. Far Camp as well, ahead of this uh, big December 23 uh, boxing card over in Saudi Arabia. So we'll uh, have all of that uh, to talk about with you as well. Keep your text rolling through as well on double eight double three. Remember, we do have that text of the day competition the next couple of weeks. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrance, we'll have a fragrance package each day to give away. Just to on you. that, Ricardo. Yeah. Just on that. It's this time of the year. It's a wonderful time of the year, but it's also a challenging time of the year for a lot of families. So mm-hmm. we'll do our best uh, to be generous over this next couple of weeks and try and get um, some awesome prizes and gifts out to you yeah. so you can... Um, can just give relieve a bit of pressure because I know it's a, a pressure time. So you're not claiming you're not claiming one of those for Daisy to cover yourself. Nah. Okay. Nah, good. I won't. Good. I won't. Right. No, no. But I just say our wonderful listeners will really appreciate it. So we'll do our best out there to get you some nice wee gift packs. Nice. All right. It's seven past seven. Time to welcome into the show Craig Cumming. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. Davis Love the third. That's my guess. Oh, okay. Davis Love the third. He's throwing it out there. He's throwing it out there. Only because I'm watching. Only because I'm sitting here watching golf, and then I heard you say golf, so that's the only one I could think. Oh, of. <laughs> you haven't you haven't got the final clue. No, so, no, no idea. No, yeah. No idea. If I remember, Davis Love the third. Hmm. Might be I, the I, other I way. think he might be a bit older than 1970 because that means he's only what, five <laughs> years older than me. So. Uh, I hope he's older than me that by more than five years, otherwise I feel old. Yeah, that's right, mate. That's the way it goes. I remember the first time I started feeling old, Craig, was when I, the, I realised that the All Blacks captain was younger than me, and I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> well, I'm older than both of you, so I've got plenty you know, uh, plenty of those stories now. But um, I, I took the dog for a walk, the, one, one lap of the block this morning, and I was starting to cramp up, so that was enough for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it, mate. You've you got to know your limitations. It's all about that, all about knowing your limitations. <laughs> You did, did right. Uh, yeah, Craig, we're going to talk some white ferns. We're going to talk some Aussie biffo uh, in the cricket as well. But I wanted to start with uh, the New Zealand, the Black Caps Tour of Bangladesh, uh, losing that first test by 150 runs. Uh, what did you make of what you saw from that? And uh, was it a case of underestimating a Bangladeshi side that you know was stripped of its three probably most senior players? Oh, I don't think that. I don't think the Black Caps will ever underestimate a side. I mean, because in some ways. We probably built our reputation on other teams doing that. I think one, Bangladesh are very tough at home, uh, and they've always shown that. And two, throwing the fact that you know we've got a huge amount of players who just jumped on the plane from the Cricket World Cup and you know went over to to Bangladesh, uh, no break uh, and no real preparation. And while that's not an excuse, it's, it's reality. I think you know that makes it tough. Um, and saying so that, they had some they had some ammunition come over from New Zealand guys who've been playing. Domestic cricket, and I think we were just outplayed. We we needed to to bat well. Um, we probably needed to score. You know, you want to score four hundred in that first innings and have, have your noses ahead, and, and we couldn't do it. And then, for some reason, we were just a bit ineffective with the ball, especially you know the spinners, and and they were able to get a total that was probably always going to be too many. So, you know, I, I don't think underestimate. I think outplayed, um, and you've just got to tip mm. your hat to Bangladesh, but. 
one thing we know about this black cap side is they, they won't give up. They, they'll fight hard and, and they'll want to try and you know pick up points especially for the Test Championship in this next one. It'll be interesting whether they make any changes. I know mm. you know a big big shout was for for Rutchen to be playing, um, and and someone like Henry Nichols probably record in the last eighteen months has been been average. So so that could be an opportunity, but. They went in with the three different spinners, the leggy, the left armour, and, and then obviously pilots with the right arm. So sometimes um, sometimes I think you just got to pick your best bowls, not so much worry about which way they're turning the ball. I was going to ask you about Henry Nichols uh, and, and and some of the um, what they might do for Test 2 because I had a bit of a look and I, somebody had said to me that, you know, he wasn't great in subcontinent conditions. And, you know, that old, uh, if you keep doing the same thing, definition of insanity, to do the same thing, expect yeah. something different. I had a look. And in all his subcontinent test matches, uh, if you add them up, he's averaging uh, just under 16. And when his test yeah, average think, is 38, so mm, big yeah, question mark there. I think I saw, I saw a stat, something like not quite as bad about test matches at home uh, versus away, and it, it, was, it was quite a big difference as well. Um, so, yeah, but people are talking about Rutchen, but you've got to remember someone like Will Young's probably, um, if it comes down to just genuine batting, Will Young would be the next one, but... You know, do you go when the iron's hot? You know, someone like Rutchen who had that wonderful World Cup. And, you know, one thing about this New Zealand side, and I think I heard Luke Ronke talking last night, they, 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 I suppose they, they breed confidence by putting trust in selection. And, and that's been a change from when Mike Hess and Brendan McCullum here. And, and it's a case of, well, the biggest inhibitor of performance is often feeling like you're always playing for your spot. You love competition, and I mean, as he grew up with it in rugby, mm. we haven't always had it, but... You've also got to breed confidence. You've got to make sure guys feel valued and tell them that you trust them. And that brings out the best of them. So, you know, I do agree with that. And I think that's the right statement. And actually, the next guy probably on the list for that would be Will Young because, you know, he's, he's done it you know, very, very well uh, whenever he's coming. But I do, I mean, it's a good, I, I like that policy. I think it's served the Black Caps well over, over many years. Hey, Craig, great to have you on, mate. Um... Should we be concerned, like there's a lot of talk over in the north in regards to England, they put all their fish in one basket for the Ashes series, then they went to the ODIs and really struggled. Are we having the same problem here when you look at the way that we performed in the ODI white ball, you flip it, we're struggling in the test series because if you look at the test series in regards to uh, where we've been after that success with the World Test Championship, they have lost a two-match series in India, They've drawn at home against Bangladesh. They've drawn at home against South Africa. They lost 3-0 in England. They've drawn a two-match series against Pakistan. And they've drawn 1-0 uh, at home against England. And the only win they've had is a 2-0 at home series against Sri Lanka. That is one in eight series I've had since that Test Championship. Yeah, you've done, you've done some good research there, Ezekiel. Um, but when you read it out like that, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I didn't know if I realised it was quite as mediocre as it has been. Um, and, you know, one of the things I remember, and when you're commentating, um, I suppose you're really you're really keyed in, and when New Zealand was having real good success, it really felt like we just had a really good nucleus of test players and a good nucleus of one-day players who were different. Um, you've just got to look at, you know, WAGs um, used to be just... The, the tank was always full when it came to test cricket, He'd turn up, and, and, and that was his yeah. go. But if you have a look, you look now, as you did right, I mean, you've got, you know, Devin Conway playing all around the world. You know, we've got Tim Sally um, playing in all formats. You've got 
even Tom Lacken one day test cricket. Um, we've got a lot of guys now doing both. And, and maybe you did right. I mean, you look at those stats. People, you know, you, you can only play so much. Um, and I suppose, you know, you, they're always going to be motivated. No one's ever going to criticise uh, these guys for wanting to wear, uh, you know, the back cap. But but sometimes, you know, the, the motor does run out, of, run out of gas. And the other thing is you also lose preparation time. Um, you know, you go from one series to another series to another series. You don't get a chance to, I suppose, come back and just refine the red ball skills. Like we've just seen, you've literally played a World Cup semi-final. Mm. Um, all the guys are probably ordering their white pads and their white trousers <laughs> and get them sent to Bangladesh because they don't have them. So, you know, that's that's quite a staggering stat. I'm actually blown away by, by what you've just thrown out there because that is very un-New Zealand-like and very unlike the Black mm. side. It is. Um, Craig, interested to think uh, to know uh, where you think Devin Conway's best placed in the batting order in Test cricket. Because I've heard a lot of people say they think he's a better, probably a better four. So would you be putting Will Young into open and moving Dev to, to to four, or would you would you keep him where he is? Oh, I mean, I think he's had pretty good success opening. Um, you know, mm. would you get a, a double hundred on debut? And you know, I think um, I'm not sure. You know, any player, again, I just think Devin falls into that category now where, you know, he literally, I just say if you look at his last 18 months, I don't know when he would have had a break. He, he, you know, over yeah. the winter, I know, they went to the IPL brilliantly well. Um, and then he went across, he played in the 100 in the UK. He was probably in the West Indies. I'm not sure if he went over there for whatever they've got. He's just played all around the world. And, um, for me, it's a case of, you know, wherever he plays, we want to make sure that he's got enough energy to be successful. And he's been successful. I, I, I suppose it depends what else is going around the side and, and, and how things look. But, you know, at the moment, I think, um, you know, Kay's back. No problems at all. We've got Daryl Mitchell, who's doing fantastically well. So I still see him as an opener. Uh, unless we can produce another opener, that um, is either better or push him down. I, I think there's a little concern around Tom Latham, but... Tom, Tom's always shown and fought pretty hard, and he'll, he'll always bounce back. But we need a little bit more output from Tom. Um, but again, he's, he's shown that he's got a lot of fight. But you know, to me, maybe if there's an opportunity to bring Will Young in and open and put Conway at four, because I think Will Young deserves that opportunity, then maybe, yeah, it could be. There's horses, for course, to be honest, but we've just got to make sure he's not getting worn out. Hey Sid, you'll be you'll be well over the domestic scene. Um, our team isn't getting any younger. Is there anyone we should be breeding in or blooding into into this uh, into this international side that potentially could fulfil those roles? Because we've got some ageing players that uh, we'd love to have around for a very long time. Reality is, age gets the better of us. We know that. Yeah, absolutely, we do. <laughs> we certainly do. Yeah. Um, Reminded every morning you get up to do your hair, don't we? We're not getting any younger. Um, we actually did a we actually did a photo. I, I was I was guest commentating for the um, you know we're doing commentating yesterday for the Whitefields game, and they did a photo um, with you know the commentary team of that before the start. I they sent it to all of us, and I was like, gee, if, if someone used a grey filter on this, is the light of it? You know, it was very grey around the Dunedin yesterday. I thought it was reflecting on all of us, so. Um, oh look, you know, as we stick cricket, I'm just trying to think top of my head. I mean, I'm extremely involved. I think bowling wise, we're not too bad. You know, Jamison's yeah. going to have a part to play in our future. Matt Henry. Mm. Uh, we've got you know Shipley, um, who once yeah. he gets fit, he's still just battling a little bit with those injuries. You know, we, we've got some some good talent. I mean, I'm still a massive fan. And this is biased when it comes to 
the red ball and maybe even the white ball. Um, you know, Jake Duffy, um, to me, mm. he's got wonderful skills. He, he's... Oh, he's very good with the ball. Yeah, he bowls yep. that beautiful outswing. Um, mm. and, and in the last year, we've shown a liking to maybe, you know, Tickner and that style of bowler when it comes to test cricket. But, you know, Jacob Duff, he's just he's 29 years of age, and now he's got the most wickets for Otago and all formats combined. And, um, you know, to me, he's highly skilled. And I, I also watched the other day, um, Dougie Brace was talking about his work as a, as a bowler, and I, I still reckon if I was batting, he'd be one of the last bowlers I'd want to face. Um, you know, on, on pitches that have got a bit of grass. So I still think we've got the the batting-wise. Um, obviously, I mean, you've got to remember, Will Young's had this one. We've got Rutch. You know, he, he's still the next one to come in, and not a bad guy to yeah. come in. Um, you know, you've got Cooper from up north. So, yeah, we've got plenty of, of talent. We don't need to produce three or four every year. We've just got to produce one yeah. and maybe every two years. And, you know, Rutch is our next one, if we can give Will Young the opportunity. So, yeah, I think we're in pretty good stead. First-class cricket's going well. But I, I would love to see a little bit of biasness and seeing Jacob Duffy be given an opportunity, especially in a home summer if the ball's swinging around. Yeah, totally agree, mate. He reminds me of a, a Glenn McGrath, the way he shapes the ball and the, and the big high action. So uh, yeah, I'd love yeah. to see him have a wee crack, um, Sid. But uh, let, let's talk about uh, yesterday's game. What went wrong, mate, with the White Ferns? Oh, just not enough runs, is he? Um, you know, they, yeah. they, um, they, won, they won the toss and bat, which really surprised me. I mean, it was one of those real, you know, miserly mornings in Dunedin where, you know, the cloud came in. It was just it was damp and cold and uh, a bit of rain around. And, and it hadn't been a very warm week, actually, believe it or not. I mean, I know that sounds strange coming from Dunedin, but we um, <laughs> the covers got taken off. And they wanted to toss some bad at The pitch was, it's, it still looked nice, but in those conditions around, it just, it always has that tacky feel, that little, not, you know, it's not soft in any street, but... Um, and I think just to, to give yourself the best chance of winning the first game of the series, you know, you probably want a bowl. Um, and a show because Pakistan mm. did a wonderful job. Um, you know, Fatima took the pace off and, you know, picked up three wickets. And we just didn't score enough runs. And we're not, we're not getting off those flying starts um, and dominating the first six overs. Now in the women's game, if you watch Australia, you watch England uh, and even India now, um, and even South Africa, if, if you want to win those games, you've got to be really, really aggressive in that first six overs and try and dominate. And, and they were close because they didn't got caught on the boundaries. It was a wonderful shot. And actually, Pakistan's feelings the best I've ever seen in the women's game yesterday. They dropped a couple of catches at the end, but um, they, they took a wonderful catch there, and then it put pressure on New Zealand's middle order. Matty Green played really well, but you know, 127, you, you've got to be scoring more than that uh, when it comes to domestic or well, international 2020. You've got to get up around that 150, 160 mark. Matty Green, obviously, uh, is the form player at the moment, but uh, Susie Bates got the uh, the oval named after her yesterday. I, I guess a question... No, much... tomorrow, actually. Ricardo, tomorrow. It's, happened, it's being named after Susie Bates tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, the, sorry. Tomorrow. Yeah. 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 But, I, I mean, I'm looking at that, that line-up with Susie and Sophie there, and we still seem to be relying on them a lot for runs. So, much like Izzy's question about the Black Caps, where are we with depth in the White Ferns coming through at this sort of international stage? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we're all working hard domestically in coaching, I think. Mm. The challenge we all have is, like, you know, my players are becoming far more experienced at the Otago Sparks, but when I say that, they've now gone from being 19 years of age and they've turned to 22. Mm. Um, you know, we've got three or four, I've got three or four players who I think will be of international quality, but they're probably a year away. 
Um, the good thing is this year we've got New Zealand A are playing England. Um, we've got some more opportunities around domestic cricket, closing that gap into that international stage. But we've still got a bit of work to do. Um, and you're right, it won't be... You're, you know, we're not going to have Susie and Sophie um, there. But the missing yesterday was Mary Kerr, and we, and we know how mm. wonderful a cricketer Mary Kerr is. But we also need to see players come through, um, and we need to see players that have been picked who are scoring runs domestically. The difference is now domestic cricket scores are going up. People are scoring more runs. But we need to, to give them an opportunity. The challenge we've got at the moment is the jump between domestic cricket, obviously, and international cricket is so high. You're always going to have a period for our players just at that settling in period. Um, but that's just where we are. But I can tell you, things are looking good. We've just got to try and, I suppose, bridge the gap quicker than we currently are. So, um, And that's the challenge. And then you take the pressure off people like Sophie and Susie. I'd love to see Sophie opening. Um, you know, I think Sophie, if I was an opposition coach and I saw what new Sophie was batting four or five, my job would be to tell the open, my bowl is not to get anyone out. Um, you know, slow things down and don't let it come into the 10th or 11th, 12th over. But if she's opening, you know, you have a look around the world when she's been successful. If you give Sophie Devine six overs with two fielders out uh, on the boundary, gee, well, she could, that's where she can do some damage. But at the moment, they want to batter at four. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I just kill the game the first six overs, really break it open. Uh, Craig, just before we let you go, mate, uh, I sent you a flick, uh, a story that came out of Aussie about uh, Mitchell Johnson having a crack at David Warner, and I absolutely loved that because I thought he was spot on. What, what did you make of it? And you ever been in that situation where you've had teammates have a crack at each other like that? No, not well, not really. Um, I mean, there's clearly an issue there, isn't there? You know, for him to bring up old sandpaper the gate and then say, well, you know, this farewell tour, what are they going to do? Go and buy sandpaper and wave it. You know, fairly, fairly harsh comment from a former, mm. you know, play, you know, colleague. I mean, I don't know. You don't know if an all black would come out and say that about another all black. And I don't know nah. if you'd say it about, you know, no way. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, well, we're too small, so there's clearly an issue there. And then he's had a crack at the yeah. sector as well, so... Um, you know, he's maybe, also had a crack at Pat Cummins on Justin Langer, so he's got yeah. something against Australian cricket. <laughs> he must do. Yeah, I, I mean Mitchell Johnson, I don't think was the most. Oh, I don't know. Likes the word. I don't think that's fair comment, but I think he is pretty polarising. And obviously, the Western Australian Herald's obviously playing him pretty well for him to come out with these these sayings. But um, you know, I, I do agree. No, I don't know why we've got into this stage now where every you know, players deserve send off, but I don't believe in this case. They're actually saying Warner's getting a send-off. What they're saying is he's been picked for the first test. He's going to finish probably at the end of the series, whether he's still in the team or he's dropped. So if you get a chance to go along and watch him celebrate his career, because outside of, yes, Sam Papergate, and that, he, he has been a, a wonderful cricketer, as much as we don't like yeah. that for Australia. But I, I'd love to see you know, I'd love to see Mitch go along and sit in the, in the grandstand for a few and start a few chants. Yeah, mate, it, it's always good when the oppo get stuck into each other, mate. Do a half our job for us. Beautiful, Craig. Go, go well, brother. And uh, are you commentating the second game as well? Yeah, do the tomorrow game. And then uh, we're back into the, the domestic stuff for um, the Sparks. So uh, you have chance tomorrow. Susie Bates Oval celebrating her 300th game, which was actually in South Africa. So it'll be a pretty special day down here for an absolute awesome. legend um, in New Zealand sports. So we're pretty excited by that. Good stuff, mate. Go well. Enjoy it. Have Cheers, a great Craig. call, eh? Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. And it's 7.25 here. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this summer.
Yeah, it's just gone half past seven here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. A reminder that we do have a big text uh, promo, text of the day promo for the next couple of weeks. So every text that comes in on double eight double three, the Temper and Bedpost text machine is in the draw to win a uh, fragrance pack from the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas, and all at unbeatable prices as well. So double eight double three, keep those coming through and get yourself in the draw. We'll uh, get to some more of your texts and some sports news headlines shortly. Right now, though, here is Araha with the latest news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. 7.33 here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Time for a Choices Flooring Pole Sale on for family-friendly carpet and hard flooring. Your moment of the weekend, what is it? Here are your options. Titus Proctor winning King in the Ring. Mitchell Johnson's comments about David Warner. For the Wellington Phoenix winning and going top of the table in the A-League, Paul Cole winning the Hong Kong Open, or Omaima Sahail's catch on the boundary against the White Ferns yesterday. What have you got? Uh, you go to the uh, SEN app, click on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Their uh, options are all there. Vote, and in an hour's time, we'll bring you back. Uh, we'll bring back the results of that poll. Discover the perfect blend of style and function to elevate your home at choicesflooring.com during a family-friendly sale. Pretty, uh, it's some some good action over the weekend, is he? Yeah, there's some great action. Um, Paul Cole, yeah, big fan of Colsey and, and what he's doing, winning the Hong Kong Open, continuing on some form. Uh, I watched that uh, King in the Ring and saw Titus Proctor and looking forward to chatting to Mike Engove about well, his future. He's only a young kid. He's been in the fight game for a very short period of time and, Winning it at uh, the young age of nineteen, but for me, I probably I'll probably say the Wellington Phoenix, mm. and the reason I say that is everyone had ridden them off at the start of the season. Like we've had, yeah, very limited um, conversations about them, or particularly I have. I know you're a huge football fan, but if you look back through the club's history, the Phoenix have only once topped the table this deep into the season 2015, 2014 under Ernie Merrick, Merrick, and um. You know, they're at the top of the table. They could still be there. Um, there's another game tonight. But, like, they're successful. They've had a pretty successful wins, two draws to start the season. Like, did you ever predict this? No, I didn't. I didn't. I thought uh, they went with Giancarlo Italiano, who was the number mm. two to Fuktale as the coach. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, you know, it's his first head coaching job at this level. And I was like, oh, it's, it, I liked what they were doing because it was a succession plan. But it's also he's a young coach. You know, and yeah. then I looked at they brought in Muhammad Al Tay and Jack Duncan, who's the reserve keeper now. Uh, they were the only two experienced players they brought in. Everybody else that's in that squad they, that they added to the squad was elevated out of their junior ranks, so it was they were trusting the production mm. line. So yeah, I mean, there's going to be a period in, later in the season where they have injuries and they have to trust yep. some of these young guys to do the job for 90 minutes, and that's going to be really interesting. So no, didn't uh, happily, happily wrong. Didn't predict this. Thought it might be a battle to make the six the playoffs. Yeah. We're only relatively young uh, in the early stages of the season, but uh, you'd hope that they can continue this on. And Jenna Carno, uh, Italiano, he's been going good. Yeah. So They call him Chiefy. And we'll continue yeah. on the – yeah. So you just call him Chiefy, mate. You, you don't have to get to – Chiefy. Chiefy. There you go. <laughs> it's way easier. Yeah, it's way a, easier. Hell of a tongue twister. It is, mate. It <laughs> what is. have you gone for? Uh, well, yeah, it's hard. I, I mean, I, I did originally say Mitchell Johnson's comments, but I've got to say that Wellington Phoenix topping the table this time of the season. Mm. It's their best ever mm. start to a season in their whole history in terms of points. So I, I think that's got to be up there. 
Definitely yeah. got to be up there. All right, let's get into some sports headlines. Kennard's Hire makes your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. And plenty going on in the world of sport, particularly in the world of uh, the Premier League with Liverpool coming from 3-2 down in the last five minutes against Fulham to win 4-3. Chelsea also Ooh. battled to a 3-2 win over Brighton despite having Conor Gallagher sent off in at half-time. Uh, Bournemouth drew 2 all with Villa and West Ham drew one all with Palace. But also, the big game Man City-Tottenham, it's all over, is he? Finished 3 all. So that is so, a, a draw. Did you win? Oh yeah, I did. I I won. So yeah, because yeah. I was. It didn't matter to me who who won. It just it had to be more than four and a half goals in the match. Was it two all when you said you said that statement? Eh? So they what? They both scored one more each. Yeah, yeah. So three all, yeah. and that's a good result for Ange Postecoglou, the the Spurs manager. He's obviously the Aussie because they've had a couple of uh, losses on the on the bounce. Uh, but it also means that Arsenal are top of the league, three points clear of Liverpool and Manchester City. So it's certainly going to be an interesting race in the Premier League this season. Uh, also a big weekend of fight sports. Kiwi boxing champion, world champion, Mia Motu, defended her IBO mm. World Super Bantamweight title on the weekend over 10 rounds in Whangarei. Pretty straightforward decision. 98-91, 100-89 and 99-90 were the judges' scorecards. So that's a, that's a big don't argue. Um, co-main event, Lani Daniels, also created boxing history in New Zealand. First Kiwi boxer yeah. to hold world titles in two divisions, is he? With a unanimous win over the awesome. Aussie, Desley Robinson, eh? That's cool. That's great. Yeah, I followed the action on, on the socials in terms of that and uh, saw those successful fights from our two uh, Wahine Toa champions. And then uh, I saw the... The guy Pampalone oh, yeah. knocked out his opponent from Mexico in the first round, and obviously his credentials have gone through the roof. Like I, I've seen this guy fight; he is a very talented, powerful man. You'd have to say he's got to head overseas now and, and get a big old fight because he's um, making waves in boxing. Well, this will put him top ten, I think, in the light heavies, and mm. and and at least one of. And so I reckon he's not far away. Maybe one more fight away from a title shot. The way he's going, three straight first yeah. round knockout, eighteen and zero. Korea and uh, the guy that he beat, the Mexican guy that he beat, actually had a pretty good record. He had fifty fights under his belt. This guy, so for mm-hmm. Jerome to pick him apart and then knock him out like he did was pretty pretty special. So yeah, looking good for Kiwi fight sport. And a reminder, we'll talk more to Mike Angove about that after eight o'clock. And the FA Cup draw, third round has been drawn. Is he now the third round of the FA Cup is when all the Premier League teams come in. So you you play qualifying, qualifying, get to the first round proper, second round proper. Now third round, all the big teams come in. They've done the draw. Arsenal, who have uh, have won the FA Cup 14 times, which is the record, mm. will host Liverpool in the third round <laughs> in uh, early January. While Newcastle United and Sunderland, who are their big northeast rivals, they go head to head. You know those two teams in their in their history have have played each other. I don't know how many times, but they've got 53 wins each over a hundred wow. plus years of rivalry. So that is going to be a big game. <laughs> Uh, Man City take on Huddersfield. Uh, last season's uh, losing finalist Manchester United take on 2013 champions Wigan Athletic. And uh, mm. a whole bunch of Premier League, all Premier League teams as well. So uh, Spurs play Burnley, Palace play Everton, Brentford plays Wolves. So that means that's three, guaranteed three uh, teams from the Premier League who will be out. Well, four if you count one of Liverpool or Arsenal as well. And then Chelsea, who have also won it eight times, host second tier at Preston North End. So there's some pretty big games in the FA Cup early Jan. Ricardo, yeah. how many cups inside the cup, if you know what cup I'm talking about? 
In terms of the football over in the <laughs> north, like you got FA Cup, yeah, you got EPL Cup. Is it Challenge Cup? Is, is there, no, what's, what's the Challenge Cup's rugby league. So they've got the league. That's cup. rugby league, yeah. The league cup. Yeah. So they have got the league cup, the FA Cup. So the league cup is, you know, so you got the top four leagues. So you got Premier League, Championship League yep. One, League Two. So the league cup yep. is just for those teams. FA mm-hmm. Cup is for every team in England can enter it if you want to. Yep. So they have like about eight pre-qualifying rounds before you get to the first round proper. So there's like literally yep. thousands I like of teams. League cup. Yeah, yep. and then of course you got the Champions League or your different European mm-hmm. leagues depending on where you finish, and then you got your league as well. So yeah, I mean I remember when Manchester United won the treble in that '99 season, they won the FA Cup, the Champions League, and the Premiership. David Beckham played sixty four games in well, sixty five games in nine months that year. Wow, it's crazy, eh? It's absolutely crazy. I just, it's just I love the FA Cup because it allows all the teams to have a part, be a part of it, and, and you get some, you know, some some opportunities, and you get some names from some clubs that have got a lot of history, but never get the, you know, the advertising that they do than the EPL. So, well, that's awesome to to watch it all. It's an opportunity too for some of our um, Kiwi players that are playing over there to to get some notice as well. Max mm. Max Crocom that we've talked to, he was at Grimsby yep. last year. They made the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, lost to Brighton in the quarterfinals. Um, so that was one for him. But one to watch out for is Wrexham, who you know owned by mm. Ryan Reynolds and that they won this morning three 0 So they're in the third round. They play Shrewsbury Town in the third round. Chances are because it's Wrexham that game will be on TV. But Max Mata, who's part of the all-white setup now, is a young, youngster from Wellington. He's at Shrewsbury Town. He's a starting striker for them. So hopefully that's one of the games they show, and then we'll get to see Max Mata up against Shrewsbury, uh, Greens Wrexham. That'll be great. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. There you go. There's a whole bunch of sports headlines for you. Ken Otai, make your job easy. Talk to someone who has taken the Ken Oath today. Keep your texts rolling through. Double eight, double three. We'll get to more of those next. 13 away from 8, it is Tradies Hour. Grab yourself a hell of a coffee from just $4.50. Plenty of texts coming through, double eight, double three. We do have a Chemist Warehouse fragrance pack to give away each day this week and next week for the best texts of the day as well, sorting you out for Christmas. Uh, this text came through, no name on it, but is this the same Mitchell Johnson that head-butted stocks Scott Styrus, who was wearing a helmet at the time, and had uh, beef with his mum because she didn't like his then fiance. Is that the same Mitchell? Yes, yes, it is the same Mitchell Johnson. What? Did, I mean, honestly, is he? You've played in the All Black environment, the Crusaders environment for a long time. You ever had anything like this with beef between teammates? Ah, uh, not nah, nothing, nothing really. That stretched like that's not, not that pretty public directive. anyway. Nah, not that. Oh, look, there's probably people that didn't get on, but you did what's best for the team and, and you went about it, but you never throw your mate under the bus. Or... I think that's a difficult thing with um, the, the reality of of sport and media, like I'm in it now, and, and opinions are fine. You know, everyone's got opinions. I think it's the way you, you, you speak it, you say it, and the way you get it out. Like his comments are pretty directive and... and you know, everyone knows that the sandpaper gate was a hell of a drama problem and it's not good for cricket. Um, but the reality is going to Bunnings and buying sandpaper, like, that's a, that's a hell of a comment to have. Um, but, yeah, I just... Has he written the book? Uh, he, he's quite an interesting character. I've, I've seen him talk quite a few times on telly and, and particularly when he was doing the SAS um, Australia mm. TV show. He, he is an interesting cat. And... Um, you know, like him saying, this isn't isn't surprising. 
No, I, the thing is, I've talked to him a couple of times, and I mentioned mm. this, and he was great. He was a great yeah. yard. You know, real friendly bloke, straight up, said what he thought, which is great from mm. our point of view. So, yeah, it was interesting yeah. that he... That he said this, and the reason I I say that I was I I guess the reason I so uh, really appreciated what he said is because I've never been a fan of David Warner's. I've always thought nah. this about nah. about him. Do you remember Phil Hughes when Phil Hughes passed away? Yeah, yeah. So David Warner did this big uh, sixty minute special with him and Candice in their house, mm. and it was the two. It was him basically just sitting there. It was like a giant ad for uh, Kleenex, basically. Um, this mm. thing, and he was going on about how much it meant to him, and da 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 da, da and how it puts everything in perspective. And honestly, it just looked like a cash grab, particularly when mm. he said all these things about how it's changed the way he views cricket and what's really important in life, and blah blah blah. Mm. The very next series was against England, and they just got stuck in like they always did. Nothing yeah. changed, you know. That was the, that was the one where it wasn't him to be fair. I think it was Michael Clark was telling Jimmy Anderson they were going to break his arm. And mm. I was like, so much for all of that, you know. So I've always yeah. been a bit of a, oh, you know, David Warner's a douche. Yeah, like you, you, you take his, you put his personality and, and his smugness out there, and, and the way that he carries himself in the public, and even particularly on on, on the on the field. But um, when you look at his his sporting credentials, you know, he's, he's had a pretty successful career. Three hundred and thirty-five runs, not out, like hell of an innings. But yeah, you, you remember people for the way they carry themselves on the field and in public, not by the way the results. And people will always remember the latter. You know what I spoke about earlier. Like, um, yeah, he's not well liked, no. and there's a reason for that. Is he the Australian equivalent to Owen Farrell, or just Aussie got so many of them they don't need an equivalent? Oh, look, I think there's probably uh, three or five of them knocking on that door for that title. Um, but Go on, who, <laughs> have you got? who have you got? <laughs> uh, if I put them out of everyone or the current? Out, or out of everyone. I would say yep. um, you'd, you'd chuck David Warner. Yep. You'd put... Who else would you put in there? I'm trying to think of smugness, absolute carry-ons. Maybe, oh, you've caught me off guard here. Oh, You've caught me off guard. Go, you go. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there, there, there'd have to be a few. I'll tell you who I really didn't like was Brad Haddon. Brad Haddon, yeah, yes. yeah, behind the wicket. Behind yeah, the wicket. He was a bit of a, bit In of fact, a sleuther. Aussie have got uh, a history of wicket keepers that cheat. Claiming catches mm. that they didn't take, trying to make stumpings where they didn't have the ball in their hand—all of these things they've done before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Yeah. So there's those two. I think I definitely definitely think those. George Gregan. Yeah, George Gregan. He, yeah, yeah, he was a bit of a chirper. Uh, look, I'm trying to think of these cricketers like uh, Warner's well ahead in terms of just the way he carries on. I'm thinking of Steve Smith. Nah, he's pretty quiet about his work. Brad Hogg. It yeah. was, he was pretty chirpy with that left arm bloody yeah. thing he reached the bowl. What, what about Chinaman? what about the big show? Glenn Maxwell Hayden. No, Glenn, Glenn Maxwell. Maxwell. He had a bit of that about him for a while, although he's settled down a bit. Mm. Yeah, there's a few. Michael Clark. Yeah. I think Michael Clark's right up there. Yeah, he'd definitely be up there. He'd definitely be one. Mm. Of, I, I I do not remember a better crowd sledge than. Uh, hey, Michael, where the bloody hell's your missus at, ba- at Basin Reserve <laughs> after they'd broken up and she'd done that ad campaign? 
That was superb. Yeah. That was superb. But if you've got to add to this, yeah, if you've got to add, yeah. add to this, uh, text us through double eight double three as the temper bedpost text machine. We'll bring you more of those shortly. It's seven away from eight. Couple of minutes away from eight o'clock. It is tradies hour. Night and day's got the right tools to brew you up a hell of a coffee from just four dollars fifty. Grab one today. I've plenty of texts coming through on double eight to double three, is he? But uh, yeah, you've, you've eventually settled on Pup and uh, David Warner, one and two. Yeah, yeah, those two will have to be top. You know, like Steve Smith's got a little bit of arrogance, but it's quiet arrogance. You know, he doesn't mm. really have that aggressive nature about him. Um, but you'd have to say those two were very vocal, sledgy, in your face. Um, you know, fast bowlers, they used to tend, tend to, um, was it Tate? Yeah. You know, Tate was pretty aggressive. And Brett Lee. Uh, but he could back Brett Lee. You know, there was a few, but those two will take the title. They take the cake for sure. Yeah, I remember Dooley telling me about facing Brett Lee and nudging one for uh, what should have been two, and he took one, and he's at the non-strikers mm-hmm. end, turning ready to go, and Brett Lee says, take another one, and next ball takes your head off. And he's like, waiting, no, no, I'll just take the one, thanks. Uh, too good. Uh, keep your texts rolling through, double eight, double three. Here's Araha for news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. Kia ora, good morning, and welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast at four past eight. On your Monday morning, uh, there is a uh, chat with Mike Angove on its way. Here's an Alabama in Deontay Wilder and Junior Farr's Camp getting ready for the big fight in Riyadh on the 23rd of December. That is a massive card. Uh, We'll talk to him about that, but also talk to him about King in the Ring as well and some of the young fighters we have coming through the New Zealand combat sports system. Time for Who Am I? Clue number three for our $100 Adidas golf voucher. Get up, uh, get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. T's and C's apply. Here's clue three. Though I'm known for my left-handedness, I'm naturally right-handed. Okay, there you go. That is clue three. Makes it slightly clearer. The other clues, if you missed them, was I attended Arizona State University on a scholarship. And uh, clue number one was I was born in 1970 and share the same name as my father. I think when I went erratic on my uh, my conversation before, I gave it away pretty pretty clearly, didn't it? Because I think a few have got it now. Yeah, a few have got it. A few have got it. It is not... Mm. Uh, Jim Furyk, though, Ted, thanks for texting through. Uh, and not Davis Love. And not Davis Love, the third Craig coming. Okay, so it's definitely not him. <laughs> uh, we did have a text through from Barry saying, hey, guys, when was the last time Manchester City scored three goals and Haaland was not one of the scorers? Yeah. Yeah, great point. He I did get two remember. assists. When was it? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't know that it's ever happened, to be honest. He did get two assists. So uh, not uh, he, he definitely was involved. But, yeah, man, uh I expected him to be amongst the goals today. He's he's captain of my fantasy team, is he? But didn't didn't happen. Mm. Well, he still gets bonus oh, well. points for uh, for for assists, but you get more for goals. And you, know? you still get paid, mate. What was that paying? Uh so twenty bucks on, paid fifty four. Ah, yeah, so not huge. Yeah, but it's all right. It's all right. Doubled it. Yeah, over, but it's a double up, it. mate. You getting greedy, are you? Well, possibly, because well, I was saying to Robbie yeah. that I actually got, I I I'd said to a couple of people, this game's going to be one of those that ends up like five two. So I almost mm. went over five and a half goals, which was paying like I think three dollars forty or something, but I uh, didn't do it. I, I was like, I, ba- no, I, I pulled greedy. it back, man. Pulled it back. <laughs> but I have, I've, I've invested in some NFL action, so I'll be broke again tomorrow. Don't worry about that. That's all good. That's all good, <laughs> man. Um, coming up on the show, we'll catch up with Paul Mawadi this hour as well, um, and uh, talk to him. Maybe, maybe Paul can. We'll see what Paul can stop this hour as well as he.
Yeah, it'll be good to catch up with Paulie. Haven't haven't chatted to him for a while and uh, see what he's got tipping out and maybe get some winners and have a chat to him about the summer ahead. But um, we're going to talk some fighting soon. And in regards to this big fight night, you know, Deontay Wilder taking on Joseph Parker. You've got uh, Junior Farr taking on Frank, Frank Sanchez. And you think of Junior Farr? And where he is in his career, like, he's at a bit of a crossroad. He went to Melbourne, lost the Brown, got KO'd. And I thought, you know, a young kid, that might be the end of him. You know, he went over there. He was expected to to beat Brown convincingly, and he got knocked out. So Junior Farr's over in Deontay Wilder's camp. He's getting paid to, obviously, um, spar with Deontay Wilder. He's under Deontay Wilder's training regime, his camp, his, uh, you know, resources, so this move for Junior Far, are we going to see a different Junior Far? You feel, Ricardo? Like we haven't seen the best. He obviously beat Joseph Parker in his younger ranks, amateur career. So there was a lot of conversations about him being had, but then uh, hasn't really lived up to expectations. This will be a different Junior Far. I'm expecting. Yeah, I think the same. I I, I expect that mm. he will be more aggressive because that's probably been the thing that's held him back is a lack of aggression mm. at times. So you want to see yep. him, a little bit like Joe, you know, you want to see him come in and, and, and throw some leather and try and get the other guy out of there. Yep, definitely. And and we've seen that a little bit. Um, you know, he beat his last opponent, Keane, and who was a pretty good boxer as in terms of Joseph Parker. Um, and we saw that knockout power that he possesses. And obviously he went down against um, the British boxer, Joe Joyce. Yeah. And no one expected that. We see, you know, he's got a granite chin, but Joe Joyce showed him that, that if you, you leave your head there, anything can happen. But Junior Farr, like, this is a moment for him. And you can understand why Deontay Wilder's got him over there because he's obviously fought Joseph Parker down under. So getting a few tips from him. Oh, man, it's a juicy card. I cannot wait for it. December 23, the day of reckoning. Yeah, mate, it's going to be massive. And the thing is, the junior far has not fought Parker once. He's fought him three times, twice as an amateur, mm. and then once as a pro. So they'll definitely... I think Parker's a different fighter now to the fighter that, that far fought, uh, if that makes mm. sense. But, I, 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 yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, you talk about that card. I mean, that Frank Sanchez junior far fight is 10 rounds at heavyweight. And then you've got uh, Aslan Beck uh, Makamudov up against Ajit Kabayol, and that's the European champion up against a, a real heavy-hitting German. That's going to be a great fight. Daniel Dubois, Dynamite Daniel Dubois, he was the first guy that mm. I ever heard of that knocked John, uh, Anthony Joshua down. That he was mm. When he was a young fella, he was one of Joshua's sparring partners, and he knocked him down. He's since lost to Joe Joyce and, and maybe hasn't quite set the world alight like they were thinking, but him and Jarrell Miller, that's almost a, not quite an elimination belt, but it is the kind of like uh, the winner of that will probably get a shot. The loser of that has mm. to kind of go back and re, re, regather what they're going to do. Yeah, totally. And um, that I've, I've watched that Daniel do. He's a stocky, absolute specimen of athlete. And that's going to be a huge card. Joe Joyce, he's lost twice now to Zhang, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, cause the Chi- Chinese fighter? Yeah. I was actually talking to Joe about uh, the Deontay Wilder mm. fight, and he said to me, he said, mate, I'll just fight anyone. I, I, you know, he said, and when, mm. when they were first talking about this card, he got a phone call and they said, hey, we want you to fight Zhang. And he's like, yep, mm. no problem. I'll fight Zhang. And they were, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, great. And then they wanted, <laughs> and then that changed, and then they were like, oh, actually, we want you to fight Dubois. 
And he's like, sweet, bring him on. I'll fight Dubois. <laughs> yeah. And then it turned out to be Deontay Wilder. So, I mean, like, yeah, he's just gone boom, boom, boom. So, I mean, that's the, that, that, that's a bit, the bigger fight by far. Mm, huge fight. And when you're saying yes to, to all of those three classy fighters, that just shows where you are mentally. He's in a good spot, Joseph Parker, and uh, hopefully we, we can get Mike Angove on to talk about it out of the United States. We're just struggling at the moment, but that's okay. The boxing, the big day of reckoning is on December 23, and uh, Junior Farr is over in Deontay Wilder's camp. And just on Deontay Wilder, we haven't seen him since Fury, or, you know, that, that, that what was it, three fights, and they, mm. they had a bit of a... Bit of a uh, you know, bit of a fight competition that uh, Tyson Fury got at the best of him in the end. But um, where do you expect Deontay Wilder to be? At? You thought I thought he was going to retire after that because so did he took I. a bit of a battering. Yeah, and then mm. he came back. He he has had a fight since he might have had two actually. He fought uh, Robert Hellenius, who's the big Finnish yep. boxer. He's about six foot eight, six mm. foot nine. Yeah, he beat him convincingly. He did, yeah. And but it was interesting for me that he sort of he looked really good in that fight, Wilder, because. The thing that Wilders generally has over opponents is his reach, right? No matter how big yeah. you are, he's just a long fighter. He's got really long arms. Uh, but mm-hmm. Hellenius, he doesn't have that. And I no. thought Hellenius, he would take that away from him and it would make it a really difficult fight for Wilder. But Wilder just came forward and and mm-hmm. just gave Hellenius no room. And then, as you say, can't one convince. I think he knocked him out at the end of the first round. Did he look different? Because I feel like the Tyson Fury... Fight. Tyson's a different boxer. He's an awkward boxer. You know, he's got the jab. He's got the movement. Um, you know, he can dip in, in and out. Did he use his jab? Because you did right. Like he's got his long reach. With Deontay Wilder, particularly in that um, those trio of fights, he was looking for the haymaker. He wasn't really working the jab and mm. using his reach. Did he show anything different against Hellenius? Well, that's how he positioned Hellenius. He used his jab. He he steered hey. he steered Hellenius into a corner. So mm. um, and then and then and then through the haymaker, but you yeah, you're right. I think against Tyson Fury, he was just trying to throw the right the whole time and not worry about trying to set yeah. it up, you know. And then when you're doing that, it's a lot easier to see it coming. Um, it's more predictable, so you can get out of the way. And that's what Tyson Fury did because for a big bloke, his movement is superb. Mm. Yeah, but uh, can you get your thoughts too? Double eight, double three on that. The rest of that card: Joshua versus Arovale in the. Uh, uh, the big Swede, Deontay Wilder, Joseph Parker. Philip Hergovic is one to watch as well. He's a Croatian heavyweight who's there or thereabouts up against Mark Demori. He should win that, I think. Um, Bivol versus Arthur for the uh, light heavyweight title as well will be a great fight. And Jai Opataya, he's got Kiwi ties, who's the world cruiserweight champion. Uh, he defends that on that card as well over 12 rounds against Ellis Zorro. So a whole bunch of great fights. Hopefully we can get Mike Angove on the phone shortly. It is 13 past 8 here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse keeping you healthy this summer. It's 18 past 8 here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, keep your texts coming through for us on double eight, double three as well. Uh, this one, we were talking about David Warner earlier because of the Mitchell Johnson thing. And Izzy, you came up with him and Michael Clark are the two worst uh, Aussie cricketers or least likeable Aussie cricketers. Richard has asked us, lads, who would be New Zealand's version of David Warner? Back in the day, John Bracewell was pretty abrasive, but I can't think of anyone that's as big a twat as Warner. <laughs> You'd have to say, yeah, Warner will be leading it. Um, I don't know if he's a twat, but he gets up in the grill and he doesn't mind firing a bit of uh, bit of chat to to the opposition. 
And the only reason I say this name is because I had a little run-in with him at, at age grade cricket, and that's Tim Southey. <laughs> Tim, yeah. he's a good bloke. He's an absolute champion man, and uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. But he loves firing chat to the opposition. And let me and him got on into a bit of an altercation at <laughs> uh, Central District, Northern District. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, yeah, we had a little bit of walking up to the team room, uh, team lunch, and like it was nearly. Fisty cuffs, you know. Mm. <laughs> like it was pretty, pretty full noise because wow. he was the fast bowler for ND and I was for CD and yeah, just young kids, you know, get a bit of bit of chat in them. Him and this uh, young guy Simpson, can't remember his first name, but uh, yeah, I'd have to say he'd probably be the most uh, vocal in terms of Kiwis. Yeah, he's one that I've, his name has been dropped before from other Kiwi. Cricketers talking to other Kiwi cricketers about about that mm. and about about him what he's like. Oh, he's got chat on him. Yeah. Got chat. Yeah, definitely up there. All right, double eight, double three. Keep them coming through your texts. We were also talking earlier, Izzy, about birthdays and what you do with birthdays in December. My daughter's first of December. Your wife fourteenth mm. of December. You were asking if you can hedge it and just buy one present. Apparently not. Um, morning, gents and Araha. My young fella's birthday is the twelfth, and it's a constant battle. We go with one large for the birthday and then lots of little ones for Christmas. But he still doesn't understand we only gets one, so we tend to have a birthday. <laughs> uh, we've got ten kids this year, so he just gets a bit more. Ten. <laughs> wow. Mark. Oh, mate, you poor darling. Woo. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, Ricardo, oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know I like embarrassing myself. Mm. What have you I've done? I've got a bit of a country clueless. Oh, yeah. Got a real... A real good country clue. This Robbie, if you want to start playing it, get it going. I've got one for you, mate. Because this is embarrassing. Okay, here we go. <sighs> so I just walked inside to make my second coffee for the morning, mm. and I was thinking, it's a horrible day down here. Why have I got the irrigation going? That's because I've set it. I've set it up to go off every day. It's summer, but you wouldn't think it with the weather that's uh, showing itself right now. You know, I'm walking inside and I see this uh, sprinkler still going by the house. And I'm like, well, that's a bit odd. But then I thought, yesterday I cooked up a beautiful roast pork on my charcoal Weber. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, and I, th- I had to, you have to light them in a little chimney. You have to light the, you know, the, the coals, you have to heat them up in the chimney. Anyway, I've got really nowhere out to do it. So what do I do? I go to the garden, which I've put new bark in the garden. I put a little metal thing down to put it on top of the bark so it doesn't catch fire. Yeah. And I like the, and I like these I like these charcoals with the the fire starters, and I start lighting it. Yeah. While I'm doing this, the bark starts heating up, and I'm like, oh no, that's that's not ideal. Hopefully, it doesn't catch fire. And then suddenly it dawned it dawned on me that dawned on me, sorry, that there's a little sprinkler drip line under there. I hope I don't light that on fire. <laughs> well, the rest is history. I've just gone out, and there's a full noise sprinkler going from this little spot where I've litten these charcoals, <laughs> and it's crept down into the bark, and it must have burnt the drip line, and the drip line has got a hole in it, and now I'm going to empty my tanks, irrigating my lawn. So there you go, kids. Do not light fire starters and charcoal on bark because it's very flammable.
Mate, that is outstanding. Uh, Izzy might be clueless, but Dadama Smart Farming products are clued up. Get True Test Active Tags. Izzy. Izzy. Mate, how? That is. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb, honestly. At least it's raining today, so you're not losing too much. Well, the, the worst thing about it, Ricardo, is a, a couple of hours post it, I went and walked outside, and the, the bark was still alight, and it was moving closer and closer and closer <laughs> and closer along the garden, so this, it was just burning slowly along this bark, so I had to go get the hose and water it, and I'm thinking, please, where's this little drip line? Hope I haven't hit it. Well, I've hit it. Yep. Now I've got to go figure out how I'm going to tell the wife that I'm emptying our tank. And I've only just seen it now, so it's been happening for an hour or so. Outstanding. Outstanding. No one does clueless like you, I'll mate. send you a video. Yeah, if you can. <laughs> I'm, I'm such an idiot, mate. Oh, mate. That, well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have even considered it to be, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, as, I'm as much country clueless as you are, to be fair, so I don't, don't feel too bad. <laughs> I just I just don't have a lifestyle block to, to screw up. I I've just got I've just got the quarter acre in Seattle too, so it's a bit different. Oh mate, oh. I'm embarrassing. Sorry, mate. I've just seen it. Yeah, no, it's fair, mate. That's fair. It's, it's all it's all good. We got a country clueless out of Izzy. Uh and uh, if you know anybody that does those drip lines uh that can help them out in Christchurch, hit them up. Hit them up. Turn, Turn the valve off. I don't know where the valve is. That's How do I fix mistake. it? Do I just cut do I cut the end off and then put a stopper on it? Yeah, something like that. I'll go find it after this. I can't stop the radio. I've got to continue on, but it's it's pouring out. Yeah, mate. It's, it's, where's DJ Timmy when you need him? Um, that's what I want to know. <laughs> where's DJ Timmy when I need him? Uh, on, on birthdays, continuing the birthday chat, wife's birthday is this Friday. Daughter's is on the 18th. I can't do the Christmas combo on either of them, so it's an expensive time of year from Charles. And then Scott Logan has said, turn the water mains off, Izzy. I, I, okay, I'm going to go do it. I'll go do it now. It's going to empty my tank. And Brett has t- chimed in with Dagger. How are you going to group up Daisy's presents? We've been through this for the last two years on the show. You've got a wedding anniversary as well, you numpty. Oh, yeah, mate. When's it's your wedding anniversary? 13th of Daisy's birthday is the 14th. Right, it's so the day before December. Should... Oh, right, yeah, yeah, this month. So got engaged on the 12th, wedded on the 13th, her birthday is the 14th. Wow. Christmas 25th. Did you plan that? What an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom, I don't boom, think boom. about it, as you can tell. I don't think about my actions because I've just ruined the drip line. And done that. Yeah. So there you go. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, you go, and t- you go turn that off. Go sort that out. <laughs> and we'll carry on here. Uh, Araha's going to be with us shortly. We'll go, go through a few texts. We've got a few more here. Um, morning, lads. Just landed back in New Zealand after my last trip to Japan for the year. Any word about Kurt Capel's potential signing for the Warriors? I've seen a few whispers that he's pulled the plug on it. Well, Zane, thanks for your text, mate. We haven't heard any whispers, but that's what happens when Kempi's uh, over in Fiji, bulla bulla. Um, but we will find out for you, mate, on that one. If you know anything, let us know. Uh, Brett's also tested through. My older brother's on holiday in New York at the moment. Just sent me a photo of him and his young fellow walking into the MetLife Stadium to watch the Jets, uh, to watch the Jets and the Falcons. How good. Be over there. Hopefully I can get through that uh, without any more injuries, Robbie, because they, we, we did a story last week about MetLife Stadium, and that is the least uh, favoured or the most hated ground by NFL players in the NFL due to injuries. 
MetLife Stadium. That's where Aaron Rodgers did his Achilles. Yeah, they've got they've got to make a change. You'd think um, with with the stats to back it up as well. Um, yeah, obviously it's not good for the injuries. So um, I mean, can we can we compare it? Can we get stats uh, where they're significantly less injuries when when they were on grass, or is it just a uh, some sort of curse no, I on think, the stadium. I don't think it's just the stadium. I think it's anywhere you've got the artificial turf. Right. Yeah, okay. but well, MetLife's worse than the rest probably because it's older. Yeah, well, surely it would It would probably cost a hell of a lot to change it back. That's probably... Well, uh, it would, but they did it, they've done it before uh, in different leagues, like in, the, in, in English football, uh, Queen's Park Rangers, and I think Luton Town as well, uh, both had artificial pitches, and they were allowed in the 80s, and then they decided not. Yeah. It's too much of an advantage, home advantage, because the ball bounces differently. It's like you're playing on a different surface. So they scrapped it at the start of the Premier League. I'm pretty sure it was at the start of the Premier League they scrapped it, and they had to tear up Loftus Road, tear up Kenilworth Road, and actually put grass down. Speaking of Luton Town, are they still playing in that uh, stadium, which is mm-hmm. like the back of someone's house? Yep, yep, so- yeah, Kenilworth Road. That's it. It's, it's not at the back of someone's house technically. What it is is that you've got terraced houses all around a small ground, and so there's, there's a couple of the entrances where you pretty much walk past people's back windows where they make their tea. Right, yeah. Well, that, that's what I saw. I saw a video of like the entrance, and it just like it didn't even look like a stadium. And then you eventually got into the stadium, and it's like, oh, they're playing football here. You wouldn't even know until you actually saw the saw the stadium. Yeah, I wonder if VAR is just going to be in somebody's front room. Oh yeah, at the stadium, you know, because TV it's in right, the lounge, TV in the lounge, right there at the ground. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. I keep your text rolling through double eight double three because we do have a great prize to give away. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance uh, this Christmas. Uh, basically, we've got a fragrance pack to give away every day for the best text of the day. So keep your te- your texts coming through. Uh, Dagger, you got to join them up, mate. Can't get away with giving her nothing twice. So uh, we'll we'll save that one for Izzy, but that's definitely in the running. Double eight double three is the temper bedpost text machine. Let's get away to the latest in news and sport with Araha. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. 28 away from 9 o'clock. Uh, design, visualise and create your perfect floor with room view. Here's our choices flooring poll results. It was the moment of the weekend. And uh, tell you what, the winner is quite comprehensively, Izzy. Mitchell Johnson's comments with 56%. <laughs> we love uh, oh, good Aussie right. bash. We do, we do. And we love it even more when they're bashing themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes it that much better. Uh, the Phoenix going to the top of the table uh, comes in second. Uh, Paul Cole winning the Hong Kong Open third. Uh, Titus Proctor's King of the Ring is in fourth place with 7%. So there you go. Those are your results of your Choices Flooring Poll. Discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices uh, Choices Flooring's room view. Uh, Paulie Mawadi from the TAB joins us. G'day, Paulie. G'day, Ricardo. How are you, mate? Oh, mate, I'm Who's good. Who's this? <laughs> he might oh, be asking hi, the same thing, is he? <laughs> I know. I just had to get it in the early, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, you're oh. back for a week or two and then you're off again, are you, Izzy? Uh, yeah, 22nd, I'll take a break for a couple of weeks for holidays and then uh, I'll come back really refreshed to rip into a big year, Paulie Moati. How are you doing, my mate? Oh, well, I can tell you the TAB are very happy to have you back. 
<laughs> oh, mate. Oh, look, the best thing about being in Australia is I couldn't access my TAB account and donate any more to you. So I had a wee break. Can I come back on the weekend? I did a four-league top three multi, and I got one out of four. So there you go. You got my donation for the weekend. But uh, there was plenty of action over the weekend. Tar- tar- uh, Tarapa and Wanganui. How did it all go, mate? Um, oh, crocky. Uh, I think punters had a pretty good uh, go uh, on the weekend, mm. to be fair. Um, I don't know about Ricardo, uh, but up at Tarapa, there are a couple of, couple of uh, shorter price favourites that uh, got over the line. Um, I'm just having a look down the page now. The Eagle Technology Stakes, El Vincidor, uh, ridden by Joe Doyle and trained by Stephen Marsh, got up at around the $5 mark. Um, was very well backed, of course, the stable mate of Nestig, uh, who won the Metrop down at uh, Rickerton uh, during uh, Cup and Show Week and uh, then ran second in the New Zealand Cup. So uh, Marshy's doing all right at the moment. Um, in terms of sports, uh, well, there's a big football match this morning um, and there were goals galore there, uh, three all between Man City and Spurs. Um, and I can tell you, there was one punter who had $2,000 on Spurs plus two. Um, so he was looking fairly... Um, it was an easy watch, I guess, from, from about the 89-minute mark because um, uh, that's when Spurs... He didn't really need that uh, uh, third goal by Spurs, but he got it in the end anyway. So, yeah, that was a, a very, very profitable mm. um, 90 minutes for that punter. Paulie, uh, your NFL uh, now comes into play here, mate. I, I I put some money actually on the amount of goals in that uh, Man City Tottenham game, and uh, got a bit of coin out of that. So I've, I've I've reinvested. I've taken today in the NFL, taken the Bucks to beat the Panthers, taken the Rams to beat the Browns, taken the Chiefs to beat the Packers, and taken the Eagles to beat the 49ers, who are somehow outsiders. Oh, uh, and the. The Eagles come into this game um, having beaten a number of very, very good teams. What they've done, the Bills, uh, I think Kansas City and the Cowboys uh, in their last three games. So they're on a hot, hot streak at the moment. Only uh, They've only lost one game um, this season so far. So Philadelphia looking very, very good. Um, and I can understand why you like the look of them um, to upset the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I can tell you in terms of the big game today, later on this afternoon, the Packers hosting the Chiefs. Uh, the Packers, they're five-and-a-half-point outsiders at Lambeau. Uh, the Chiefs, $1.41 head-to-head. And, well, most of the action has been on uh, the Chiefs at $1.41. I guess, does the Taylor Swift factor come into play here? <laughs> do we actually, Do we think about that, Ricardo? Do we... Is that something that we need to do for all Chiefs games for the rest of the season? Yeah, we need to consider that, build it in, build it in this, the swift factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, most of the money at the moment in that head-to-head market is on the Chiefs. And as you said, Eagles $2.23 outsiders against the 49ers. Um, they've taken a bit of cash as well, not just head-to-head, but plus three uh, at a dollar eighty-five as well, the Eagles. So... A number of punters thinking along uh, along your lines there, Ricardo, thinking the Eagles are a very, very good chance against the 49ers today. Yeah, what do you what do you think of that four four leg, Paulie? What chance are you give me? 
I think you're a better chance than Izzy and his um, four-leg <laughs> top three. I, I think you'll get more than one leg in. Uh, I think, if I'm looking at it here, I, I think you're going to get um, tipped up with the Bucks Panthers, mate. Yeah? There's going to be a redemption song. Ah, redemption. In terms oh, of that's right. You're a Panthers horrible. fan, so you're not talking any yeah, sense right horrible. now. Yeah. Nah, they're horrible. <laughs> that, that's the too. reason I, I'm horrible at punting, because... Uh, I just cannot. I follow my heart. Yeah, uh, and and it, it trips me up. But that's okay. Paulie, you been playing any golf, mate? Uh, yeah, I played at Royal Wellington on uh, the weekend, um, raising money oh. for a charity there. And uh, uh, well, Carl here um, mm. had a charity game on the weekend as well. I went down there, a little nine-hole Ambrose two-player. Uh, and he raised, uh, I think, around eight thousand dollars for Movember. So, um, didn't he do ten rounds? He did ten rounds in thirty hours um, earlier in oh. the week. Um, so Jeez, he had them both together. He got around eleven, twelve thousand dollars raised for Movember. So, a lot of good work awesome. uh, done by our, our man here, Cal. Yeah, just just on that, Izzy. Uh, while you were away, uh, Paul, mm. uh, we had Paul on. We said, oh, "What are you up to tomorrow, mate?" He said, "Oh, I can't do the slot because I'm away on a course." And I was like, "Oh yeah, what sort of course?" And it turned out it was called J- Millbrook. <laughs> that's what sort of course it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a course, golf course. <laughs> so that's that's how busy Paulie's been while you've been away. <laughs> I, I saw you mate oh. down there too, Izzy. Uh, Baz was uh, down there on a golf trip as well at the same weekend. Oh, he was playing in the donk, mate. Yeah, that was that was a good weekend to miss, actually. Baz, uh, Baz is actually bought down there, so he's going to be down there quite a lot. Uh, lucky for some, mate. Eh? Was he moved, he moved from Matamata? Nah, just another one. Oh, just another one. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Holiday home. Holiday home in Queenstown. <laughs> Tell you what he could buy. Is he could buy a new phone because he doesn't reply to any of my messages anymore. I don't know if that's that's anything to do with his phone or something else. Well, what, what, what he did <laughs> what he did tell me was coaching cricket has done wonders for his golf. He's gone from an eleven <laughs> handicap to a two. <laughs> oh mate, he is hitting the ball better than anyone. I played with him. He, sh- we, I think we played up north. He shot seventy, seventy-one, one under. I was like, mate, are you doing any coaching? Zero coaching, what a gig. <laughs> uh, just see it, breaking news next week. Israel Dagged to be New England rugby coach. He knows how easy it is up there. <laughs> Why would I do that? Oh. I've got the beautiful job of with you two lads. Eh? Oh, Get out well, of here, Paulie. True. Get on the golf course. Yeah, off you, off you go, Paulie. <laughs> go well, Cheers, brother. Boys, don't forget, yep, we've got a same game claim on that Packers-Chiefs game today. So if you like your same game, Maltese. Uh, check out the T's and C's. Nice. Will do, mate. Will do. Uh, check out all the odds, promos, and boosted odds on the Grand Tour Hub at tab.co.nz. Bet safely, R18. And uh, Robbie, busy telling me, he's a Green Bay Packers fan, busy telling me the Packers are going to win today. Is he? Over the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, yeah nah. Who's their quarterback, Love? Jordan Love, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's very, he's he, very hot he and cold. Good? It's uh oh, okay. yeah ba- based on social media comments that I've been re- reading he you know he was the he was the big replacement for Aaron Rodgers and mm. then we started off the mm. season horribly and everyone's like who's this guy and then we beat the um Detroit Lions yeah that was that was, that was a big one um considering they're off to a flying start of the season uh, and then everyone's like 
this this guy's amazing. So yeah, he, he's very he's very hot and cold. But um, yeah, who have they got? Who are their wide receivers? Good question. Okay, I'll try yeah. I'll try to figure you're, that you, out. You're a, you're a fan like me. Yeah, Good on you. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know you know Robbie's from there. Like for his, all his cricketing madness, he's actually from the US. Oh wow! Oh well, Green Bay. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yep. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You know, he's related to Jeffrey Dahmer. No, no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> you could joke about this all you want. We're not bringing it on air and telling people that that's actually true. Okay. All right. There we go. It is eighteen away from nine o'clock. Is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast? <laughs> we're thirteen away from nine o'clock here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, Brett sent a text through talking about his Dolphins being flat track bullies, beating another uh, rubbish team. Got to get some, beat some big boys to get some respect on our name. Yeah, the Dolphins are 31-7 up at halftime against the Commanders out of Washington. Uh, the Texans up 13-3 over the Broncos early in the third. Cardinals up 10-3, surprisingly. Uh, there are 2-10 Cardinals are up 10-3 against the 7-4 Steelers at halftime. Uh, the Jets trail the Falcons 10-5. The Lions blown away the Saints at halftime 24-7. The Chargers up 6-zip over the Pats uh, in the third and halftime in the Colts-Titans. The Titans lead 17-13. Uh, but Izzy, we've got uh, a few things to give away, including that $100 Adidas golf voucher. Uh, now, hmm. do you want to give us the uh, the clues and the answer here, mate? Yeah, I'll give you the clues. So clue number one was I was born in 1970 and share the same name as my father. Clue number two, I attended Arizona State University on a scholarship. And clue number three, though I'm known for my left-handedness, I'm naturally right-handed. We're giving away a $100 Adidas Gold Voucher up for grabs. And the answer is, I hope I'm right, I haven't confirmed it yet, but Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson is right, and Ross texted through a double eight double three. Got that right, so well done to you, Ross. Hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher, all yours, mate. You get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away. So with easy, golf. Robbie. T's and C's apply. We also had a text of the day competition, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse as well. Uh, Chemist Warehouse uh, is, of course, the real house of fragrance, especially around Christmas time. Uh, you get more gift for your dollar this time of year by shopping for the range of big brand fragrances from. Chemist Warehouse, whether it's stocking filler or the main gifting event, Chemist Warehouse have got you covered. Pop in store ahead online today. And our text of the day goes to Dale Dagger, mm-hmm. talking about Daisy's birthday and your wedding anniversary and Christmas all in the same month. You got to join them up, mate. Can't get away with giving her nothing twice. <laughs> oh, mate, I got the I got the conversation this year was now. I don't want a present on my day. It doesn't have to be big and an amazing present, but thoughtfulness. Put some thought into it, Israel, and get it prepared early. Because last year, took my daughter down to the local souvenir shop and bought her a, something for, for the house uh, on her birthday. Mm. Um, so And you're in trouble? It's not really, it's not really thoughtful. So I've got to be thoughtful, and I've got a few weeks. What was printed on the tea towel? <laughs> do, do not, do not get anyone tea towels. I, I remember uh, growing up, my dad's old partner got some tea towels for Christmas, and she lit up, absolutely lit up. Outstanding. So, uh, not, yeah, not, not yes. tea towels. Not no, no, don't go, don't go for the tea towels. It's not a good look. No, no, it doesn't. It it's doesn't. like. 
That's like getting us getting us golf clubs. I saw a scam the other day. Mm-hmm. There's a scam online um, that uh, people are purchasing, getting uh, sending, asking for presents, and they're getting golf clubs in return. And people are scamming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got caught out on online scam. I ordered something else, but golf clubs turned, turned up. up. Wow, that's uh, that is so disappointing. <laughs> that is so disappointing, is he? What are you going to do? Did you send them back? Yeah, oh, oh, no, I thought I'd keep. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Is that is that what you're getting, Daisy? You're getting Daisy golf clubs? Does she just not know yet? Oh no 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 no! Look, there's time to be had at home, but there's there's time apart on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. He's they don't wise, go together. He's a wise man. He's a wise man. This is Izzy and Gimpy for breakfast. Nine away from nine. When we come back, we'll catch up with Smithy. We're four away from nine. Double eight, double three is the temper bed post text line. And before we get to Smithy, uh, there is another text that's come through. Is there a suggestion for you for uh, Daisy's uh, birthday slash Christmas slash anniversary? You can get her a new irrigation system. It's come through on yeah. the text. <laughs> I've seen a video to the boys. It's an absolute shambles. Um, gonna have to get my hands dirty and go down there and do some, do some mahi, which what? I know uh, Smithy will be impressed with. Yeah, oh mate, I want to see a video of that. Video of the mahi. That's what we want to see. I know Ian oh, Smith would agree oh. with me on that. G'day, Smithy. Yeah. Good morning to you, uh, Ricardo. Uh, well, I would have thought, being you know the, the, the proven farmer that you are, a little bit of domestic work around your watering system wouldn't be a problem, <laughs> is he, for you at all? No, I had a shambles, mate. I, I thought I'd light some charcoals on the bark when I was trying to do the web before the pork yesterday, and I was it was it was flaming. It was going everywhere. I was thinking, oh, there's a little, there's a drip line irrigation system under there. I wonder if it's got it. Nah, it should be sweet. Well, the irrigation went off and it's squirting out everywhere. So, got to go do some maintenance and get it sore. What? It? I don't know why I do things sometimes, Smithy. I just don't know why. <laughs> Halfway through it, I'm thinking, there's a pipe under there. Surely I won't hit it. Ah, I've hit it. <laughs> I've mounted it. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God, Father. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, 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 but like that, Smitty. I had a drink with uh, Gilby the other day, too. All that hard work Gilby oh, put into you? it this far. <laughs> How is Gilby? He's good, mate? He's great. Yeah, he's really cool, yep. Yeah. Really cool. So I know it's a sad day in Hawks Bay because uh, Rob Sturch died. The Hawks, Hastings Boys High Principal. Been there for a while. Yep. Absolutely, big uh, on their sporting campaigns and their rugby, etc. Yeah, so that uh, I think there's a service for him uh, early this week. Uh, Stuart Duff's yep. finished at Lindisfarne, you know that, uh, is he as well? Has so he? He's, he's finishing, Duffy. yeah, I think he's going the golfing way, yeah, somehow. There you go. <laughs> he's pretty, pretty darn good. All right, mate. Uh, it be good to be, get back to the Hawks Bay. I've got to head down and see my grandma. She's a little bit crook at the moment, so I'll be back there around Christmas time, mate. But what have you got coming up cool. on your show? Right, we've got Dean Lonigan this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how successful the event nice. was uh, in Whangarei over the weekend. Three wins for the big high-profile fight, so that got to be good. Uh, we shall be talking um, to Vossi after 11 o'clock on what's happening in Australian sport. There's a bit going on there. The tackle heights in rugby have been reviewed, so uh, anything below super rugby is uh, below sternum now. So that'll be interesting to see how that exercise goes. Grant Elliott ha- had a chat to Logan Swinkles a little bit earlier about the test match in Bangladesh. So we'll uh, talk about that as well, and uh, we'll have plenty of other things to stump Smithy around about 11.30. Uh, texts coming in and a bit of talk back too. So uh, generally speaking, a very busy morning. Yeah, I spoke to Craig Cumming this morning, asked him a question. Have, uh, what's going on in the test room? Like we won from eight series since 
our success at the championship. Mm. Well, what has gone wrong is that we just, you know, we just can't find a consistent pattern in our game, and we we can't find, uh, you know, apart from Williamson perhaps, and and uh, also you could yeah. throw uh, Grant, um, you could throw Daryl Mitchell in there, but we haven't found a consistently performing batting lineup. Snap racking up the big numbers, uh, and then of course we've got a, a weakness in terms of spin. So uh, there's issues, issues to sort through, no doubt about it, Lizzie. Yeah, good stuff, Smilly. Yeah. Uh, some question marks about Henry Nichols too, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. And yep. what would you do? Would you put Will Young or Rutchen in instead of him? I play Rutchen any day of the week at the moment. Yeah, I think so. Good call, mm. mate. Have a great show. Here's Araha with for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now.